Well, hello, everybody in the podcast world. Derek Dernberger with The Break Podcast here, shot on location here at The Break Sponsor Appreciation Event and Team Meeting. We are having a great weekend. It's been a hot weekend, but uh, we're braving through it. We are about ready to kick off the Sponsor Appreciation Party. And I need to reintroduce one of our favorite sponsors. You know him well. I've heard his voice many times. <laughs> Silky smooth. Tom Rainey from Browning Trail Cameras. How you doing, Derek? Man, I am glad you made it. <laughs> it's been, I guess I was here maybe two, three years ago, I guess. You came the first maybe two years, and then you yeah. had to, you had too many things going on the last two years. Yeah, the, the last, you know, if, you, if you're in the industry, that little last stretch from middle of July to Labor Day, Everybody's plugging in so many of those fall classics, and they're doing their hunting sales and everything. That that last six weeks of the summer for me is just such a grind. So I haven't had the opportunity to get back, but I'm glad to be here now. Yes, we moved it up a month early, just for you, Tom. Just, just for to me. Here. Yeah. I yeah. think uh, the 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 bright side is that uh, we actually were able to turn this into a little bit of a working weekend as well. So. If I do sound a bit fatigued, we've been shooting product videos for like the last two days incessantly. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh-huh. me, Derek, uh, Carl, Jeremy, a little worn out. Well, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll manage to fight through Some more than others. Some yes. more than others. <laughs> yeah, it, and I think Jeremy may have just quit everything. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It, it's funny with those product videos. Like, people look at them and they're like, oh, that was only 27 seconds. That didn't take long. I'm like, no, that one took 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> because when you do those single takes and you got to go from beginning to end, you don't want to do have any hitches. Because you know, a lot of times when you do those product videos, it's for like you know the web. And if you, somebody's listing the information about your product, you don't want to have the stammering and stuttering that's going to distract somebody from listening. So, right. man, it's just hard to kind of like hit all the high points and remember everything. And right when yeah, if you don't know the editing world, video editing, doing a 20 to 30 second straight through, no cuts takes much longer than doing a two or three minute voiceover right. cut into some b-roll it's <laughs> it it's pressure on yes. the uh the you know no cut straight straight you gotta video. deliver it and it's just it's it, it, it's uh it's a skill i wish i was more proficient with you're pretty proficient but I, I, i'm functional <laughs> <laughs> you're more than functional believe me i did believe feel me. good about some of the ones this morning so I think we're good to go on that tough. Yeah, we're definitely good to go. Well, uh, we're just going to shoot pretty much just run for a couple hours. Who knows how long we're going to run. <laughs> so what we've got going on here. We're going to run until Joe gets over here and we have to call the FCC right, and they yeah. abscond with all of our equipment. <laughs> so what we've got going on here, we're at the party basically is, is what it is. And – a lot of our, all of our sponsors donate, all of our partners donate some products, yep. and all of the staff members, this is kind of the reward for turning in good video and everything we're shooting. We've got bow targets set out between probably 20 to 50 yards here, and we've got targets with our sponsor's logo on there, and closest to center wins that prize. So uh, we'll be shooting for some Browning Trail cameras, uh, Indian Creek choke tubes, um, well, all of our partners. Right. You know I, all of our partners. Yeah, I, I laugh a little bit when, uh, when when people are shooting like this because I think, like, really skilled archers come to these things and they're really trying to drive down and pinwheel all the targets. And uh-huh. I tell people I've got three categories when I shoot. It's like 
well, he gone, or we might need to wait a minute, or get the dog. <laughs> and sadly, we have to play get the dogs with my target shooting more frequently than we do. Got him. So as we're doing this, Tom is going to commentate, do the play-by-play here. <laughs> I think heckle might be more appropriate. Uh-huh, right, right. And then we'll have some team members that sit down, and and uh, we'll grab some other partners here. And just whoever wants to sit down and talk, maybe we'll introduce you to a lot of people. Right. So I'm going to turn this over to Tom here because I've got to help with the bow shoot. So, Tom, I know this podcast is in great shape. You've done this <laughs> You might have to do some, some work on post on this here yeah. as I go through a monologue here. Uh-huh. Right, so uh, I might make Carl come over here. He can talk. I can take yeah. a nap, get Carl started, and just <laughs> lay down. I will turn it over to you, and I'm sure somebody's going to sit down here shortly. Oh yeah, we'll round somebody up. All right, as Derek stepping away, I'll kind of give you just a little quick recap on what we're trying to do here today. Uh, this is the break. Oh, it's a sponsor appreciation party. It's really neat. Uh, you know, you've got uh, the. All the TV shows out there have different ways of showing different appreciation for everybody that uh, helps support what they're trying to do. And so what Derek does is he brings in his teams from all over the Midwest. It's really neat. So that's when you watch the break TV. You get to see all these people in all these different states. You know, everybody's kind of got a full-time job, so that's kind of neat. Like nobody's trying to make a career out of this here. It's people that love to hunt, people that love to get out grassroots hunters like ourselves. And what we're going to do here is we're going to introduce to everybody the famous, world famous, I might add, world traveling, Mr. Carl Drake. I guess you're, you're like uh, the industry pro staffer. You're like the, the Carl Drake, the industry pro staffer, and we're glad to have you here on board. Oh, thank you. I think I'm the oldest one that's been around for a while. So, Hey, there's something to be said for longevity. That's true. Longevity and loyalty. That's the two words I think that – really most most in this industry yeah it's funny like the background story with how we were able to get involved with the break you, you know a, a, as a manufacturer there's so many people out there that w- want opportunities to to use your product and partner with you and, and sadly you can't partner with everybody but because you and i had an existing relationship and we knew what kind of work you would do for browning trail cameras it was easy for you and i to have a conversation you got me in touch with Derek, and we've been with you guys for years now and it's really been a good relationship because, I mean, it, it, people like the, the break team members are the ones that are going out and shaking hands. And y'all are going out shaking hands and y'all are doing the real work out talking to people, meeting people. And, and it's a real experience when people talk to y'all. So people trust what you have to say about the products you're using. And it's about networking. You know, when you can get out there, people, and, and, and you've been with the same companies for, like, a long as long as we have, you know, they trust you with whatever they're going to make a purchase of. And they'll ask you, hey, well, you know, what do you think of this, this? And you can give them an honest opinion. Yep. And for me, I, you know, it's working with the companies that I know that can produce the best products that can make me the most successful hunter in the field. Yep. And no, and, and, and that that's uh, – you know the the fact that you were able to, you're able to have such longevity as pro staffer in this industry. The the good thing about that is that you've earned everybody's trust, so you're able to kind of partner with people that you trust. So there is something to be said for your longevity. Well, I appreciate that. Like I said, I love what I do. You know, I'm a full time firefighter. That's my day job. 
right. being able to work in the industry just do great. But looks like they're getting ready to fling some arrows. I was going to say, I think I see one downrange. What target is that that they're shooting at they right now? They are shooting for the cedar that goes, the attachment that goes onto your blower that you can actually launch seed into the air or directly into the ground. I saw that a second ago. We were all laughing about it. It's like if you win that, you got to go buy a, 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 a grass blower. Uh, yeah, yeah. So somebody's <laughs> going to be spending some money for the days out. But yeah. I'm trying to figure out who, who, who made that first shot down there because – that's a pretty nice shot. You're like in the nine ring. Yeah, big Bob Gearhart. He's up. He's a good shot too. Who shot the first one? Bobby did. No, Bob Gearhart's up now. Centering in. Oh, that looks Ooh. like a good one. There. Looks like a good one. Oh, hold on. I, got, I, I feel like we should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got. You got to do some spotting here. We're gonna do like a professional from the Skybox here. That's in the yellow. That's in the yellow. We're in the yellow, ladies oh, and gentlemen. There's room. There's a lot of room. So. Looks like Bobby G's taking an early lead here. Who's up next to the plate here? Uh, we got Clayton. Is that Clayton? I think that is Clayton. Look at that form. Oh Ooh, nice. See what kind of release we got here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, take it back to the house. You're oh. I feel, I, feel, I feel like we should reference like Caddyshack in the midst of all this and be like, the former greenskeeper about to become the Masters champion. Yes, yes. All right. Oh, Zach Hanus is up. Oh, he looked good during warm-ups. Yes, yes, yeah. He's a dead ringer. Let's see if he's got it today. Nice warm. And the release. Oh, take Ooh. it home. Just a bit outside. Just a bit outside. <laughs> uh, my mom can shoot better than ass. <laughs> just in case anybody doesn't know, Mr. Zach Hanus actually does some umpiring on the side, so we can all, we can we can reference his shot that was just a bit outside. Let's see who is up next. Uh, is that Chase? Chase, Chase Eskey. Yeah, the man, the myth, the legend. He, he was claiming he hasn't shot in a while, but I was watching him during warm-up. Uh, he hasn't shot for a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how far? Uh, what is he looking there? He looked, I don't know. Yeah, he's to the left. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I can see now. Yeah. Now let's see who we got after. Oh. Was that Jake? We uh, must have missed one here. Bobby Rayborn's up. Oh, here we go. Yeah. The former greenskeeper about to become. Strong shot. Oh, looks like we're gonna have to have a, we're gonna have to check that one out down at the target. It looks like. Oh, the turkey master. He's on deck. Let's see what he's up, ladies and gentlemen. My turkey hunting companion, turkey professor, Mr. Joe Hain. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Better stick with shotguns. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> And now we know why he took a gun on this bear hunt last month. <laughs> All right, now they're going to oh, go pull. Everybody's going to look. Yes, let's see what we got. Hey, Derek, who, who's our sponsor here? Hey, Derek. Derek. Who's our sponsor on this target? We want to make sure we give a call out to yes. all sponsors here that donated our product. Uh, who's, our sponsor? who's our sponsor on this target? Uh, this is Extreme Blower Products. Extreme blower products. Yeah, right. yeah, we'll let Derek come in and kind of. Uh, we want to make sure we give credit to all the sponsors yeah, that are so helping us here. Yeah, so extreme blower products. It is a cedar that attaches to your leaf blower. So the 
perfect application. You've got a standing corn food plot, mm-hmm. and or just not even a food plot, a standing corn field, a f- corn field, and they're going to harvest that corn. Yep. So they're going to come in and wipe it out. So it looks like you Bob here, hots are winner. Of course, Bob is going to win a lot. <laughs> so with this cedar, they're going to harvest the corn. You plant your turnips in say August. They're going to yep. harvest the corn in September. It's too late to plant your turnips. You can blow the seed right over the top of this corn and get it out there about 20 yards right around your stand location so you've yeah. got green underneath when they oh, harvest that's the cool. corn yeah you can so yes it a is a cedar weed out there. that attaches to your leaf blower not only is it a cedar but a lot of people spread salt in you know in the in the uh, winter to cover ice so they'll put that in the in the hopper and spread that out so so, good uh, so and, Bob, Bob was our winner and, there. And next year, still is going to be our uh, sponsor for the blower, so we can get a blower added to it. So I was going to say, now <laughs> I'm going to tag Steel to this podcast. There you go. <laughs> Bob just got a bill for a leaf blower. Bob. That's what. All right, Indian yeah. Creek is on deck. Okay, guys. I'm going to switch over and let anyone of the Indian Creek. Yep, we're going to have the Indian Creek target is up next. We'll give them an opportunity to talk a little bit. Derek's going to round everybody up. You have to bear with us here, ladies and gentlemen, while we're shuffling people around. Everybody wants to get a shot at the target here. Me, on the other hand, would probably be in danger of putting my eye out if I sat down and tried to shoot. So I'm going to stay up here in, in a safe zone. Got to get about a We're going to visit with the Indian Creek guys here while everybody's shooting at their target. We can talk a little bit about their products, and we might try to give a little comment. comment. Is is Carl going to try to shoot this target? Carl will shoot this, yeah. He he won the Extreme Blower products earlier, so he didn't need to shoot. Oh, okay. Well, we have Mike and Stewart from Indian Creek Shooting Systems here right now. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, it's going pretty good. I'm going to, uh, I guess I'll start with Mike here. You want to tell us a little bit about what makes your targets a little different or your shooting your chokes a little different? I'm, I was fortunate enough to shoot one during turkey season this year, and it worked for me, so I don't guess I've got any complaints. How far was that turkey? <laughs> oh, that turkey, uh, Joe's lying if he tells it. He's like, at 30 yards. I'm like, man, that thing was a mile and a half from me. <laughs> that thing, that, that held its pattern a mile down range. I mean, it probably was 45 yards, and he didn't flop. He was done. done. So I liked it. Yeah, I mean, ours the the biggest difference in our choke than anybody else's out there is our uh, porting system. Okay. Um, you notice it, I'm sure, yep. when you've seen it. It's um, the parallel ports and how that uh, basically cuts or grips onto the wide cup when okay. that's going through the you know the choke. And, yep. Um, I was wondering just, how that science worked because it's a unique look for it. And so right. when you look at it and it's got those parallel grooves in it, you know, for me, I just thought it looked cool. I, 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 honestly, you know, I'm glad it you're does. telling me this because now, <laughs> now there's a rationale behind it too. So it it's, serves a purpose. It's a, the probably biggest thing. You know, it's very functional. It's yeah. not just good looking. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, it's both is what it is. Yeah, right? so that, you know, and that you get that separation between that shot cup shot yep. cup and and the and the shot string that makes a lot of sense and it's not blowing through that shot string and you know causing flyers and you know that interruption in that shot yeah that makes a ton of sense it's it's a proof positive every time you shoot yep because you can actually pick up the wad in the yard yep and it's going to have 30 grooves formed in that wad every time really so it's it it's 
it proves that it's gripping that wad ever so gently yeah. and keeping it from disrupting uh, the shot string. Well, that's, that, a, that's, that's a pretty good check system. I mean, like, yeah, it go is. out I mean, and you see it, you know it's working then. Right. I mean, there's there's right. no way to cut them grooves or, you know, have them grooves in that plastic yeah. wad cup without it slowing it down. There's now, where are y'all based out of? Y'all are? We're in Frona, Missouri, okay. which is about 30 miles north of Cape, 100 miles okay. south of St. Louis. And uh, do you do do you machine the the product in? Yeah, yep. yeah, we do. Matter of fact, okay, we just, good. We just bought a new machine. Just set it on the floor yesterday, and we're going to yep. try to try to up our production. Yep. Uh, so we bought a little bit. I was going to say demand. I, for me, like, cause I turkey hunt, maybe ten states a year. Like, so I'm obsessed. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, right. I'm just on the move during turkey season. But I'll, I'll tell you, uh, it's truth too. Like, I see more and more people using the mm-hmm. Indian Creek shooting system. So yeah. it's a testament to the product you're putting out there for sure. And we're, I mean, we've we've grown slow over the years. Yep. Uh, we're not, you know, this huge major company out there, but right. I, we are still on, you know, the radar because of all the wins we had with the NWTF, still target competition. Yep. And, you know, just, but out in the woods is where it shows up. I mean, yep. when you see what's happening with and <laughs> you can shoot just so many different shells through it yep and it per, outperforms basically with whichever shell you want to use what another good thing is is, is really adapt itself yep. to the new tss i know browning's got ts i was just about to ask you and like uh, our our just our regular constrictions yep uh lucky for us yeah we didn't have to do a whole lot of changing up for the tss and our regular just go to Bass Pro Shops or yep. Cabela's or anywhere, buy our regular constrictions, put the Browning TSS, and then go nice. hunting. It's, it's yeah. perfect. Because I was just about to ask you about you know how the evolution of TSS had impacted you guys, but Big. sounds like you were. Well, it's really to me and Stuart, this TSS is not new. Yeah, uh, right. You know, we were starting to deal with it. What? What do you think? Eight years ago, probably. Eight. Oh, okay. So y'all were way ahead of the curve then. And it, not us. I mean, it was yeah. people saying, "Hey, we we're you know we're loading this new shot, yeah. and it's TSS, and you know it's these little shot, it's eights, nines, and stuff." And uh, but they were seeing that the Indian Creek chokes just yeah outshot everything else, and uh, it wasn't mainstream like you guys turned it into be. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> right, and then uh, I think the neatest thing, yep. the, not maybe not the neatest thing, but the mind-boggling, <laughs> most mind-boggling thing about TSS is, okay, yeah. so it came out and everybody's like, let's shoot a 20-gauge because we're getting 12-gauge patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we geared up and we did the testing and we got our 20-gauge choke tubes to shoot really good and went with the 20 gauges mike and myself you yep. know, if we can we're carrying 20 gauges and yeah. it doesn't it's a great thing but they just completely blew through that went to 28 now we're at 410 yeah so literally last week we turned our very first 410 choke tubes for tss oh nice uh, we haven't tested them yet yeah uh, waiting for them to be complete yeah completely done but it's the TSS <laughs> that's kind of neat though that's a neat evolution though yeah you're gonna have a for sure killing shotgun in a 410 at 40 yards all day long every time that's amazing yeah that's amazing because when i first started turkey hunting man you had to have the biggest the baddest (laughs) and and sadly for me that's still what i want because i want to kill them all yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm like can you make one for a howitzer (laughs) (laughs) we could 
they uh, they do, you know, make 10-gauge TSS if you can afford <laughs> Wow. I don't know if my shoulder could cope with that. Yeah, no uh, who won the choke tube? Today? That's what I was looking for. Hey, Chase, what happened there, buddy? So, oh, okay. So, we're, so, so you wanted Jake to have it, right? <laughs> Looks like Jake's going to be the winner of our Indian Creek shooting system here. Good deal. What we got? I don't. Even, I didn't even see what the package was for. Was, what's he getting from you guys? Uh, a choke of his choice. Okay, nice. Yeah, it can be turkey choke, waterfowl, predator. I know he likes turkey hunting, so it might. He, he might go down that path. He was telling me he had a blind earlier today. He kind of was emotional about it. <laughs> he had killed like thirty turkeys out of the same blind, and he ended up ripping it this year. So he's got to like get a new blind. Oh, but he was like all depressed about it. <laughs> that kind of stuff will change your luck. Oh, you whether are not you believe, lying. Whether you believe in it or not. I do. I do. <laughs> oh, my. Because I, 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 I don't know if it actually impacted it. I had an elk hunt last year, and I broke my glasses the first day. I missed my elk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blaming that on the broken glasses. But it wasn't because I couldn't see. I just, it was in my head. You know, that stuff like that gets in your head, and it changes your look, whether you want it to or not. Right. Yeah. Confidence is everything. So we're going to have a couple of shotguns after a while to skeet shoot. Oh, nice. And we brung some choke tubes for over and unders. And we're okay. Gonna, we're going to try them out and see if we can hit anything. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Good. Now, do you You have to forgive my ignorance here. Do you make choke tubes for, like, uh, sporting clay and trap shooters? Is that something that you we, have? We or, are, or is we, it still we're just hunting? We're dab, just dabbling into that. Okay. So you'll see those chokes after a while. Okay, I wondered if you and, were uh, kind of maybe they, looking they at that. they got a little bit different constriction, a little yep. bit different geometry on the insides. Um, but, yeah, we would like to. We'd love to get into okay. that. Yeah, yeah, because that's a, that seems to be a growing category. Like <laughs> our firearms division sees some growth in that a little bit. Right. So. Okay. Right. But I guess that you know, I guess that you know, I guess that's good because I mean, more people doing it, then more people are looking for product. And if you guys eventually right. kind of wade off into that pool, then there's a little bigger audience well, for it. I would say any any choke tube constriction or whatever you're wanting to use it for, mm -hmm. um, just maybe because you don't see it on our website or yeah. at Bass Pro. And we're just, we say Bass Pro because it's one of our largest customers. I mean, right. you can find these down at your local. Well, you're a Missouri company. you got to yeah. support Missouri companies, right? <laughs> right, right. So, but you can find them all over. Uh, but if you don't see it somewhere, don't hesitate to call. Okay. Uh, talk to me or Stuart. Uh, you know, we'll be the ones talking to you. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and if if you want some of them i mean by you know absolute we'll we'll turn whatever you yeah. want well i'm good with turkey yeah <laughs> <laughs> i only think about that 13 months a year we just accidentally have a uh, brand spanking new synergy along to try out too. oh nice there's there's my there's my turkey guide right there he may be hunting for a day and a half this year usually it's just one morning the turkey professor, you can't go wrong with him. <laughs> I told people because he's so intense when he does it. Like, I can actually turkey hunt with him. Like, I, it's embarrassing to admit that it's difficult for me to turkey hunt with other people because they're not as mad at him as I am. <laughs> but the turkey professor is as mad at him as I am. Did he win that? Where'd, where, where'd, where'd you put that turkey professor? Where'd you put that one, buddy? Oh, ten ring, he it, said. Is that going to be, like, more evidence that it was a good choice to take the gun out to Wyoming instead yeah. of the bow? Yeah, well, 
<laughs> unless we're uh, really getting some angle, we weren't going to kill them with bows there. <laughs> I trust you. You can do it. Range. You can put sneak on them. I've seen you sneak up on oh, turkeys. Yeah. I know you sneak up on oh, a bear. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a contest. Is it right? <laughs> okay, now we, the next target, uh, we are shooting for the HHA Sports. Uh, I guess we're at the Kingpin, is this Kingpin, the Optimizer Kingpin. Derek tells me great things about that. Since I'm a Browning guy, I guess you can well imagine that I'm usually shooting guns more frequently than I am bows, but I've heard nothing but good things about these HHA Sports sites. So That's the exact one I got on my is bow. It? Yeah. Nice. Looks nice. I, I just like the single. Is that the single yeah, pin one? Yeah, that's the single pin one. That's and and when I do shoot, I'm I'm usually more of a single pin guy. I, th I feel like I shoot better with single pin. I probably shouldn't even been really talking about bows much. I'm not yeah, a yeah, huge yeah, yeah. bow I'm, hunter like a lot of people are. Right. But I do dabble in it, and that um, that's the one I use, and it's it's very very nice. You can set your different. Yeah, I do like the. Uh, this, the the uh, the wheel here that lets you adjust mm -hmm. the distance a little looks like it's an easy setup on it so very easy yeah once you it's got different tapes yeah that's what I was it. looking at I see the extra yardage wheel included yeah very nice product nice I don't even know heck they've been shooting down there I get I'm starting to think it looks like the herd has thinned a little bit looks like they got scared to shoot when it went out a little further there. <laughs> I believe there's one in the tree down there already. <laughs> That's why I'm not shooting, because mine would be in that tree down there. Did you shoot that time, Bobby? Bobby Rayburn. Hey, how you doing, bud? Yes. Good to see you. Hey. Kyle, how you doing, man? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm really good. Good to see you. Hey, Joe. Doing, Jeremiah said you'd be here. What's up? Look here. We got Joe from the Neestead Foundation showing up. This thing's oh, turning yeah. into a real party now. I'll go grab it, Bob. Look, no, it really kicked off earlier when uh, – when Henry was over there jamming to the Pet Shop Boys. I was a little worried about that. Yeah. I came rolling down the hill and Pet Shop Boys was playing. <laughs> Joe only comes to these high-end yeah, right? events, you know. So, yeah, if he's here, it's Yeah, it's this on. is an event now. It's official. This, yeah, this is an event. Well, they are working really hard to decide who won this, this site here that from HHA. That might be a shoot-off or something. That's there. what I'm wondering. They're all down there. Bob usually walks away with multiple prizes from these things. I don't know. He's he's not looking real confident. Yeah, he doesn't look like he – I don't know, though. He's really good. <laughs> he <laughs> it's is. Like, I don't want to shoot I, against him. I seen him shoot that first one. I was like, ooh. That's what we were laughing about. I was telling Derek, I'm like, all these people are, like, trying to hit center. And uh, I tell him, who hit it? Who won it? Joe did? Joe. Joe. Joe Hain wants the turkey professor. What? It was a fluke. <laughs> it's rigged. But I was telling Derek earlier, I was like, yeah, when we come to these shooting contests and everything and everybody's trying to really drill down and pinwheel something to archery, I'm like, I really have like three categories. Like mine is like, got him, might need to wait a, while, a little while. And then the third option is go get the dog. <laughs> Like that, that, and that's usually what we have to say when I shoot. But anybody got a dog? So it's terrible. It really is. I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No more shotgun. What? You sell the shotgun, sir. You are nothing but a bow hunter now, Jack. 
That's what I want to see. Hey. That's what I want to see you in the blind with this spring right here, buddy. No shotguns during turkey now, season. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> now, wait. We can't screw. Well, I guess we could. No, I, look, I can assure you, Joe is taking the heaviest <laughs> artillery that is allowed by law. He he is not messing around with no bow during turkey season. See the bow professor now here. Yeah, that's yes. what he's like. <laughs> Because I just got through making fun of him. I was like, oh, now I can see why you had to take the gun out to Wyoming. <laughs> now he's giving me sass. He'll be real deadly <laughs> with that new sight, won't he? Yeah, right? <laughs> Who's the next target? Who, who, what sponsor uh, have we got? We are, uh, bison coolers. Bison coolers. Bison coolers. Bison tumblers and tumblers, stuff. Yep. I've got a couple of bison coolers. I actually really like those things. They are nice. They are. I've got the... Uh, the, is it 96 quarter? It's not 100. It's not a round number, is it? It's the big one, though. I got about I'm, – I'm embarrassed to say how many of those I got. <laughs> I think it's six. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making that up either. <laughs> I believe he just showed – Bow Professor, I saw grass. Yes. There, was, there he is. Now he's back. And that did not go through the target and hit grass on the back. That's, that's what it is. Did oh, you sneeze when you shot? Limb. That's the only reason that he, it would be that far off, right? It'll be my fault. He hit a limb. That he missed. We were heckling him. That's what it was. He felt the pressure from from the from the broadcast audience. He was feeling the heat. I think Zach's got <laughs> your good arrow. <laughs> it looked bent to me. Yeah, Joe only. Bring, yeah, that, that's why he hit good the last time because it was bent. It was an accident. I was laughing earlier. I was like, this is like Caddyshack. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, the, the former greenskeeper about to become the Masters champion. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, get it. Ooh, Zach Hanus is not happy with that shot, ladies and gentlemen. He's not that far off, though. I can't believe He's, he didn't win the choke tube. He's usually pretty spot on on the choke tube. <laughs> I know two years ago we sent him two one. Two years in a row. Oh, really? Yeah. Got too many. <laughs> yeah, he's letting somebody else get one, right? Maybe he didn't even shoot that. If I won another one, I'd have had to have more tubes than I had shotguns. <laughs> well, that's a good problem. Then you'd have to go buy another shotgun. Just don't tell the wife. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Yeah, right? I still like that joke everybody tells about that. I hope when I die, my wife doesn't sell my guns for what I told her I paid for them. <laughs> Bobby G, ladies and gentlemen. Here he comes. Dead Ooh. ringer. Ten. That looks good. Strong, strong performance from the man sporting the St. Louis Cardinals T-shirt. <laughs> now, if they had a pitcher that could throw it that straight. I would aim at his fletching. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, I totally put my pen on his fletching. You ever see that pie graph that says, uh, should I buy another gun? <laughs> and it's like three quarters of the way is green. It says yes. And then there's a piece in red that says yes, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that. I just wanted to put red on here. <laughs> but yeah, this is yes, too. No, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ooh, get the dogs. Get the dogs. We're going to have to get the dogs on that shot, ladies and gentlemen. That was Derek's fault, too. Yeah. That was Derek's fault. 
got big shoulders, especially turkey hunting, because hey. Joe, Joe says yeah, everything is man. Derek's fault. Yeah. yeah. I just want to, hey, Carl. And he's the luckiest turkey hunter. Whose dog do you want to use to run that down? Because we're going to need to get a dog after that shot, son. <laughs> and Derek's the luckiest turkey hunter, according to Joe, because he actually killed a couple turkeys without Joe this year. So what? that's just nothing but luck. I didn't know yeah, that was he possible. He can't even believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but luck. Yeah, right? but, but Joe only gives him like 10 acres to hunt on. Yeah, yeah I know. No, that's so, true. That's the that, thing. You give Joe 10 acres, he takes 2,500. <laughs> that's one of my favorite stories from like Indiana last year. Oh, it happened again this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least this year he didn't kill the two the stick didn't kill the two turkeys on the 200 acres i could hunt that's true we actually killed our two turkeys that we were allowed to hunt yep Ooh, it was tough in indiana this year man tough i got lucky on one yeah it was i mean it was it was felt like they were late everywhere like when i first started in alabama man they were still winter i mean they were still flocked up it was crazy Derek, who clayton 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 Derek and Craig killed in Indiana when we were out there. But according to Joe, that would have been easy. <laughs> that was it. I forgot about well, that. That yeah. was just. Joe yeah. didn't want to kill goat because well, I mean, those we were, were the easy we turkeys. Were after, we were after way harder turkeys. I mean, anybody, oh. anybody could have shot them two-year-olds in a blind. <laughs> Clayton Rent winning the Bison Cooler Prizes. That's a nice prize, too. I like those. Everything. Those mugs are great, man. All that stuff. We oh yeah. Bring our bows. Not that we would have won, but we could have traded for something. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you'll be shooting for prizes That's... at the skeet shoot. Huh? Yes. I better quit drinking. For that too. <laughs> <laughs> I better start. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh oh. Hey. Well, I was about to ask Derek what target they were shooting at now, but. I guess he walked off, so I don't know what prize is up for grabs. I think the one on the far left is the Browning Crow cameras, but I don't. What are they shooting at? What's next? Uh, we're shooting for an eye scope. Eye scope. Oh, Ooh, wow. I have one of those. What is it? Now he, Derek's bringing food, so as you hear me chew food. here on this. Yes, barf. Hot, hot. Yeah, they might be warm. They just come out of the fryer. What you What you say they're shooting for now? Shooting for an eye scope. Oh, okay. So an iScope is, you know what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Record through your scope with your iPhone or smartphone. Did you get it? Did you get one of your turkeys with that this year? Sure did. Okay, that's what I thought. Yep. I knew I'd seen that video. I was lucky to get. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So you can actually, uh, you can actually see that on an upcoming episode of the Break TV right, on the yeah. Pursuit Channel. What are your broadcast times this year? We are Wednesday nights. Uh, Ooh, nice. 11 Eastern, 10 Central. So we moved up to a much better time. Oh, Wednesday nights. Yep, what? Wednesday uh, nights. 11 Eastern, 10 Central? 11 Eastern, 10 Central. Perfect. Nine Mountain, 8 Pacific time. I like it. So you can yeah, see that ice cup. You can see that turkey bite the dust through that ice cup. Right. Yep. Was that Indiana? Oh, that was right back Or was there. that the, the one you shot in your yard? That ridge you're looking at right there. <laughs> Oh, that's over there where your dad said that he didn't want to shoot the stupid gobbler. He's going to shoot the bearded I told, hen. I told my dad, I said, uh, this morning, do you want to go hunting? We'll, he said, if that gobbler's back here, we'll kill him. He says, uh, ah, I'm just going to go eat breakfast. You ain't going to kill that gobbler. I was like, okay. 
<laughs> and I got Browning Trail, I got video footage off of Browning Trail cameras, and I thought it was a two-year-old bird because there's been a, there was a Jake here all last year, and I watched him, you know, his beard grow all through bow season, the fall, deer season, and, uh, you know, his beard grew out to 10 inches, and I just assumed it was him, and he would have three-quarter inch spurs, so I had no desire to come hunt him and kill him because I, I let my kids kill him, whatever. Put the Browning Trail camera up there because we're trying to get footage of this long-bearded hen back here and uh, this gobbler walked right in front of the camera and I could see these hooks that were at least an inch and a quarter I was like holy cow that is a good bird so anyways told my dad you can kill this big bird he didn't want to go so I stepped in there and had him dead at seven in the morning and Joe got up early to get down here to help you out so Joe and I yeah <laughs> Joe and I were texting back and forth <laughs> Joe and I were texting back and forth. He was self-videoing, hunting uh, a birdie called Bigfoot. And he said, he was texting me back and forth. He says, gosh, damn it. Somebody just somebody just drove up or something and blew my bird out. I was like, well, I've got one dead here. <laughs> or no, he, what was it? You first asked me. No, uh, I said, are you hearing anything? Because it was thunderstorming where I was. Yeah, that's right. Raining. Definitely. It was what, raining? Yeah. <laughs> it was rainy. Rainium. <laughs> so anyways, I said, now nah, I've got one working. I said, he'll die soon. And that's when you text me back. It's like, well, my hunt's just screwed up. I was like, well. And then I think I just texted you a picture of the hooks. Yeah. <laughs> Two-year-old. Yeah. And Joe said, I can't believe how lucky you are. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe he showed it out from the old behind the old man. I mean, I never thought he'd do it. But. What are you doing, Carl? What's the problem, man? Hey, just aim for the center of the body. You'll draw some skin. <laughs> just body center body mass. Joe, it looks like you've been practicing. What is all that about? Count today, it's my second time this year. <laughs> that is practice for you, right? Yeah, it is. I'm not sure who we got a winner in here. But it only looks like one of them even tried that time. <laughs> I don't know if I can describe the target much better than that. There's only one that even looks like it's near the yellow. Maybe two. My messenger. I don't know where Jack is. Jack, your, your son's been running up here and announcing. Tell me who's been. Oh, has he? What targets we got left? We got. Well, this is just the first round. I've got a lot more targets to put out. Oh, so, do you? Yeah. Are you going to do so this? We've got and a nice go scope. And next, we have a Browning trail camera on the line. Dun, dun, dun. Those things are okay. <laughs> I think they're the best in the business. I've got several. Uh, it's unreal the footage that I've captured on the video mode on that. I mean, from night, some of the nighttime footage that I have is uh, you know, coyotes sitting on the rear end right in front of it and howling. Really? You would never see that normally. Uh -uh. You know, it, you know they no. make incredible nighttime video. I like to tell people we, we feel like we really kind of changed the game on that video performance because – we, you know, it was several years ago, all the trail camera companies, we were all kind of like beating the same dead horse. And, man, we, we decided we were really going to start focused on that video. So people that really enjoy that video, 
I mean, it, it, it's proven to be top-notch, and people really like the cameras because in, of it. In the rut, we this set the them. we're shooting for. You want to tell them about it? In the rut, we set them primarily on video and do a 10-second. Yes. Put them over a scrape, and the footage that you see over that scrape that yep. you would never, ever get, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and we tell people, like, strategically, rut is a – great time to use the video because you see how the deer are interacting with each other absolutely yeah. so you, you, if you want to know if that buck's hot man you're checking that video and you can actually see him because otherwise you get a picture of a buck and a doe in the field you're like hmm but man when you get that video you know what they're doing during the ride yeah you know when you got to call in sick tomorrow and then if, just putting it on picture mode on trail cam mode you miss so much because we've put it on video you have a buck in that scrape for 10 seconds, and you, there's another one coming. A lot, a lot of times there's yep. another one coming behind him, and you see other, other deer behind him or doing this and that. It's an awesome tool. Name, was that Bob again? Yeah, Bob on the iScope. Bob on the iScope. Bob is fixing to win the trail camera because <laughs> he just pinwheeled it. Hey, just put your pin on his uh, knock. It'd be about as close as you get to the middle right there. He's in the top. For this target, we're giving away the Strike 4 HD Pro X. If you ever use those, Strike Force cameras are the most popular series we have in the Browning Trail cameras. It's actually got a viewing screen. It's one of the small cameras, only takes six AA batteries. I like the viewing screen because you can, I use it to aim it. I mean, that's a big thing for me. Right. Because I'm always, you eyeball it when you don't have the viewing screen, but when you got that viewing screen, you at least know what's going to be in frame when you take the picture. So, yeah, no doubt. They work well. Hmm, looks like Carl, Carl's finally finding his rhythm. He made a nice shot on that last one. I'm still afraid Bob probably got him, though. Oh, these are all good groups on this target here. There was actually targets that were closer that the groups weren't that good. All these shots would have would have taken an animal. Yeah, that's the thing about these. Like, you go to these archery shoots and everything, and everybody's off by two or three inches. And the, the reality is, ooh, thank you, more food for Tommy. The reality is, like, 98% of the shots will kill it. If you're listening, you have to forgive my child, my silence here. There's no way I'll ever turn down a cheese stick, ever. Not, not ever. <clears throat> Turkey professors. Ooh. I think you hit liver. Yeah. I've been walking around. We got any good shots here? Yeah. That looked pretty good. Yeah. There's several in there. Is there? Yeah. I told them all to just put their pin on Bob's knock. Or, Bob, yeah. And, and that'd be that's where center is. Okay. So, Bob, you guys don't know about Bob, but Bob was a tournament archer, or used to be back in college. Oh. Bob and I went to college together. Um, and he studied, and you did what? <laughs> I went hunting. <laughs> So, yes, college, I, I set all my classes for three days a week, and I was done by noon every day of the three <laughs> days I went. 
and I hunted every evening. So Bob, when we were in college, he worked at a bow shop, which was great for us because we could go shoot for free after hours down in the bow range, and he would work on our bows, and he just knows just a ton about them, and is an awesome shot. I mean, I'm sure you can tell just watching oh, yeah. his form and his hold and everything else that he knows what he's doing with, with I archery. Need to, I need to get some tips from him. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. All I know is your kids keep walking by here with food, and I keep eating it. Because <laughs> I'm not saying no, especially the cheese sticks. Sam had the cheese sticks. I'm like, I'm not turning those down. Yeah, so usually when you come to a party at my parents' house, we usually have – He went again? They're not going to let Bob shoot yeah. anymore. <laughs> Somebody's fixing to stomp on Bob's bow. <laughs> we usually have way more food than we need at these parties. That's a good thing. Though. It is a good thing. Well, the thing is, your dad like really likes cooking. He likes hosting people over. He here. likes hosting parties, yeah. And so he like gets back there and gets fired up and starts cooking. And then you got the Smoking Brothers rolling in here with their grills today. Yep. So they'll be churning out the food. Yeah. Right. And yep. I will be miserable because I'm gonna eat it all. And Bob is gonna need to go get a U-Haul because he's winning everything. Big Bob, is that you again? By like millimeters. <laughs> Give Bob his Browning truck cameras. <clears throat> All I know is those potato edges he just brought by are smoking hot. <laughs> How many more targets you putting down there? Looks like he's got at least another round, if not more. That's what I was looking at. He said he had a lot more targets. I didn't know if he was going to. Ooh, I see the Gravit Ranch. That might be a cool prize if somebody could go down there. Mm-hmm. Have you had a chance to go down there yet? I have not, but I've been invited to go. But, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to swing it because I'm going on an elk hunt in August. Where are you going on an elk hunt? Um, going to Colorado. Okay, that's where I'm going. Archery, I, archery hunt uh, August 31st. Oh, you're going. Or you're going about two weeks before me. I think mine's the 14th through the 18th of September. They say that uh, it's early this year. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to it. I, I didn't start elk hunting until about two years ago, and now I've got the bug for it as bad as I do stupid turkeys. So. I tell you what, it's addicting. I went in 16 rifle in New Mexico. Right. And. Uh, my wife and I are fortunate enough that we we took some, but man, you talk about getting in your blood in your blood quick. Yes, all it takes is one elk hunt. Yeah, they're unreal. So we're going archery hunting, and it should be good. I tell people a funny story about my first elk hunt. I mean, he was like at 60 yards, but I couldn't see him because he was on the other side of a tree line. And people my entire life had always told me that, oh, man, elk act just like turkeys. So we're sitting there, and he's on the other side of that tree line. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and he's bugling. I don't see him, I don't see him. Everything goes dead silent. Next thing I know, he's behind me like at 20 yards bugling. <laughs> yeah. And I turned around and looked at the guy, and I was like, I hate him. He acts just like a turkey. That's what a turkey would do to me. He'd yeah. gobble, and he'd disappear, and then he'd show up behind me. Absolutely. That stupid elk did. I was like, good grief. Perfectly downwind. I was like, good night. <laughs> Yeah, it's time to start getting in shape and yeah. practicing our bow now. Yeah, I actually started a couple of weeks ago trying to get ready for it. 
We've got a little bit of a target change over here. No. Drew Dernberger, Derek's oldest, is down there putting new new sponsor signs on all the targets for us. I don't even know where Derek went off to. Uh, he's putting that one way, oh. way down. <laughs> he put the only the, the target that only Bob's going to hit. Yeah. Come here, Carl. Talk to me, man. Give me give me a quick rundown on, on how you felt. You shooting you shooting straight, man? What's the problem? I think we're going to need to get the dogs on one of them arrows. I feel like I'm playing golf today. <laughs> it's either right or left, long or short. It just ain't in the hole. <laughs> That's the story. That's the story of my life right there. Yep, and it helps if you range it and then put the pin at the range distance instead of leaving it from the last one before. So. Yeah, when I saw that a second ago, when you turned around, you were like, I didn't move my pin. Yeah, they don't work. So, but, Do you shoot one or two pins, or one or three? I, or what shoot, do you shoot? I shoot the HHA single pin. Okay. Uh, I, I really like it, you know, and, uh, and I've shot really well with it. This is a new setup for me, so I'm doing, still doing a little fine-tuning. Figure what a better place to do it here than in Africa. So. Are you still you're still with your what Matthews are you shooting? I'm shooting the Matthews Vertex. This okay. Year, so, Ooh, how do you like that? You know, I really do. It's, I'm shooting the 75 pound limbs on that thing with the 85 percent let off. Yeah. And once you get it back, that back wall is just so nice. Is it? Yep. And it's what? a smooth release on it, and it just it shoots great. What do you uh, What do you have it set at? I've got it full 75. Woo! So, you grown. Yeah, because you grown. I, well, when I go to Africa, I'm shooting a 400 grain arrow. That's for yeah. my planes games. Is that and, your total weight on your arrow total setup? Total weight arrow weight, which is shooting 305 feet per second. Giddy up. Then for my Cape Buffalo setup, it's a 978 grain setup complete. What? Yeah, and shooting with your bow. Yes, with a 200. 978. Yes, you need a heavy arrow for Cape Buffalo. You need a howitzer for yeah. a Cape Buffalo is what you really need to be out there with. So that speed is down to 203 feet per second, but boy, it, hit, it hits like the kinetic energy on that thing would be stupid though, yeah, if, especially if you're set back at 75 and you're throwing 900 and what 83. Is that what you said? 978 grains. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, it's 175 steel force broadhead on there. and So hopefully we'll be able to sneak up about 20 yards on him and give him a bad day. <laughs> I told you, I'm going to give you 100 trail cameras if you jump on his back, <laughs> wrestle him to the ground, and hog time. They still got me on there first. No. <laughs> 100 trail cameras. I'll just see if I can win one today. So. <laughs> It could be fun for a minute. For a minute. You know, the thing <laughs> or a is, hot second. I've YouTube what a Cape Buffalo can do to a lion and uh, other human being. And it's like, okay, you know what? You win. You're yeah, right. But, yeah, we're going to give her all we got. So. so, now you're going back this year to Elon Safaris. You're going with uh, Joe and Zach? Joe They're Haynes, both going you? Zach, uh, Zach Haynes. Joe, Joe Haynes. Zach Haynes. And then um, – Jeremy Mills. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I knew I was forgetting somebody. Yeah. So, this will be interesting. Looks like we're ready to set up a shoot again. That's what I was looking at. I, I, I was getting by the play-by-play. I think they were tired of me talking about Drew setting up new targets. There's one out there. Actually, I told I, I, my the biggest problem I had there for a little while is Derek's kids kept walking by with food. And I'm like, I'm not turning that down. That one looks like it's about 50 yards out there. That's the one I was looking at. That wind is going to mess up some ranging, too. Cause that wind's chopping down on the side of that hill. Yep. We may be losing some arrows this year. <laughs> yeah, something's going to skip down in those weeds is what's going to happen this go-around. Be killing some worms, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be high. 
Yeah. I would shoot direct. My, my arrow would go directly into the grass behind that. What do you think that is? 50. No, that's. What is it? 50? 50 yards. I'll touch it. Okay. It's about 50 yards. So, and Bob Gerhardt, he's he's dialed in today. So, yes. I didn't realize that he'd gone to college with Derek. Derek was just telling me that. It just takes the one arrow to make it count. So, yeah. It's Wait a minute. We got people walking around here with bacon. Where I need bacon. All right, Derek, what's going to be our first item up to shoot for? There's Derek stuffing his face full of tater wedges. <laughs> hey, look, Peepaw, we need to get you some glasses. You having to squint down range there, Bubba? All right, Hunter Specialties uh, prize pack here with some sin elimination. Some of these guys are going to need it after today. I'll tell you that much right now. It's hot down here in the tinderbox in Benton, Missouri. It sure is. And if you're fat, you're melting. Man. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> That's why I'm just a puddle over here. Let's see who's going to be up on deck. Uh-oh, we're fixing to talk cooking. Oh, I'm hot. totally about to get distracted now because we're fixing to dig into food. Yeah, you Bob can't play anymore. You can use no range yeah. finder. Well, Look at here, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan F. Tink from Smoking Brothers is joining us. Wait, what'd you say? What'd you, what'd you say his name was? Ryan F. Oh, Tink. You just kind of like ran it all together. Well, I tried to have the silky smooth voice that you have. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I thought you were imitating uh, Carl doing product videos. <laughs> I wish we had video of Carl. So your trail camera is called. We wanted them to finish the video as we were talking about the Defender 850. So we all, all Carl had to do was finish the video as, and this is the Browning Trail Cameras Defender 850. So Carl, finish it like that. Yeah, we're 850 Defender Browning. <laughs> note, give an editor's note that we're going to change it. Editor's note, 850 Defender Browning. Carl's like, Carl's like, I, hear, I can hear you. I can hear you. <laughs> So we've got Ryan F. Tink joining us from Smoking Brothers, one of our newest partners of the break, and is doing all the cooking today. Ryan, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me today. It's been an awesome day for this. Nothing but sunshine, some nice shade trees hanging around. I like it. And you've got, who's taken over the hosting duties, Tom Rainey, is a professional griller. What's, professional? What is it? I am no professional. You're on a team. Yeah, well, I, 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 I compete competitively. Right. That doesn't mean I know what I'm doing. So I'll let you guys talk. <laughs> I'll let you guys talk barbecue while I go do some work here. You are not working. You're working the crowd, I'm maybe. It. I'm working right. the crowd. He's a good politic, I tell you. And what he's doing is he's just doing all this for a tax write-off. He's telling everybody he's working and he's at a party is what he's really doing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I was over there checking your setup. I'll let you kind of talk about the products here for a little while but i was checking the setup i like the way that you've got that trailer set up where you can work three smokers pretty easily <laughs> i was like "Ooh, i need that for competition what i need because i can work three grills easily because you had them that's why i was asking about the legs earlier yeah because exactly. like when you got them in the trailers and you take those extensions out it was like perfect level on the back of that trailer well what's good is like we actually came from competition okay we were a competition team that's what got our start we did some seasoning and sauces and rubs uh, as we grew, we got tired of modifying other people's grills mm -hmm. to get what we want. And so that's when we decided it was time to start building ours. Okay, cool. Now, uh, do, now we're going to get into boring geek food talk here. 
Did y'all compete mostly KCBS events or what? It was do? mostly KCBS, some backyard. Uh, we got pretty deep into the KCBS. Uh, at one point, we did have some uh, nice national numbers when it came to brisket. Yep. Uh, but then when we started building our grills, the wives basically made a decision. Either you <laughs> compete or you build grills. And, and, one, and one actually kind of makes money and the other really never makes no. money but you have a lot of fun doing it the other's a money pit yes it's definitely a money pit <laughs> the oh, other's God. definitely a money pit well tell me tell me a little about so it, I, I tried to look at the sheet Derek's kind of sent us the information as well and you, you is everything a pellet smoker now at the, it, is that we make just pellet smokers okay what we make um one of the things that we've learned over the years is just how to perfect it right our grills what really separates us from i like to call them the boys and we're more of a man grill is because the way we cook it's left to right top to bottom even all around most of my competitors can't say that about their grill they've got a temperature fluctuation that they got to try to balance out either you put the pans over here you swap the meat over there mine you throw the ribs on you can't tell which side of the grill it came off of because I was noticing the trough, the pellet trough up front, and I didn't look in it, so forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, but oh, yeah, it looked like it. You could fill the pellets up all the way left to right, like you're talking about. Like, right. So it, it's a 20 pound, it's a 20 pound hopper on the Premier models, and it goes right through the center to the center of the grill. All our Premier models, okay. the burner is right in the center. Then there's a heat shield that sits over top of that. Yep. Then a fan, and then a, another pan that sits on top of that to catch all the grease yep. and that's the main thing about pellet grills is what i tell people is like you d- you buy a pellet grill because you don't want to deal with the flare-ups yes y- you want to have controlled heat and no flare-ups yep and so this year we just came out with a brand new product that takes pellet grilling to another level okay and uh, we had a couple of them i think they're going to be doing them some giveaways here a little bit are called the heat waves okay and what it does, it harnesses the heat coming up at the side of the pellet grill instead of letting it go all the way to the top and then kind of settle back down. Yep. It catches it and shoots it right across the grid surface. Okay. No chance of flare-ups at all. Some of my competitors have, like, slides where they let direct flame happen and yep. some yep. other yep. stuff. Where what we do, we give you straight 650-degree air temp air just right across your grid surface. Okay. And get some caramelization of that uh, and render that fat on the pork steaks or the yep. pork chops. Or uh, do some nice searing on some steaks, crisp up that, that chicken skin. And you do do you, do you have where you can get? I don't know if there's a way you can move on those plates or anything where you can get some some flare up, some fire. Oh, uh, we it, don't. Main reason is because yeah. once well, you're cooking at that temperature, right. if you get any grease next to it, it could just okay. ignite. And so the reason why we we back away from that is because when you want to make sure that you're not going to have flares, because still, if you have the flare ups happening. A man that's a, a person that's not as skilled in cooking right. is going to burn something real quick. Whereas if you're just having to deal with hot air to where you can move the steak rather quickly, yep. you're good. And you're not ruining a meal or a $50 steak. Well, I, I think that's a smart way to do it. I mean, most people aren't as stupid as I am because <laughs> I obsess over it. Like, I'm, I'm just over the, over the top. So, But most people want to get out in their backyard and they want to make it super easy. So if you just eliminate the risk of that flare up and that burn and that. Where you, you get too much of that restaurant flare up. quality steaks yep, absolutely. without because if you can get to that 650, I mean, I mean oh, you can get plenty hot enough to sear that sucker on both sides and yeah, seal I, in it, the juices. Within, with about three and a half minutes on each side, yep. you got a nice medium rare thick steak. Now he brought you over some candy bacon, and that's got our junior juniors Jamaican sauce on it. Okay, is that what that is? Because yeah. I was trying it and I was like, this is really good. Yeah, it's hard not to eat it when it's sitting right in front of you. I know. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who says you can't talk with your mouth full? Exactly. But that's really good. Now, how many different? You've got the Cajun or the Caribbean. How many different? 
We've got four Flavor different sauces. Uh, we've got the original, which is just your typical barbecue sauce. That, and then we've got um, a Ryan's Raging, which is more of like your Cajun-style hot. Yep. But it's one of those heats that gets you there where you start sweating, but then, mm-hmm. it, then it plateaus. It doesn't keep going where yep. you just where you burn a hole in your tongue. Yep. And then we've got one called that's probably our most unique next to the Junior's Jamaican is Adam's Apple. Okay. And it's a cross between Adam's Apple. It's a, it's a cross between apple butter yep. and barbecue sauce. Okay. The first time we used it in a contest was about 65 teams, and we did it on baby back ribs. Me and my partner were like, man, that was one of the best ribs we've ever made. This is unbelievable. What do they call the top ten? They call, they're getting down to the top three, and we're like, what the heck? Yeah, I said no. We're done doing ribs. Right. And we were we weren't upset, but we were upset. You start backing up from the yeah. stage. I know yeah. the drill. Yeah. I know the drill. Yeah, you you know start how it making, works. putting you know distance works. between you and the stage. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. okay. Well, I'm just gonna go back to the drawing board. Yeah, yeah, you know? yep. And then all of a sudden they called us number one, and I about jumped probably eight foot in the air. Oh, yeah. It was the first time we ever even used the sauce. Yeah, yeah. It was exciting. Now your uh, your your standard rub, your original recipe, is that more like what kind of flavor profile is that? Is that like more Memphis that's got a little sweet with a little heat to it? Or? It, it is more. I mean, I hate to say it, it's more Southeast Missouri, which no one knows what that is unless you're from Southeast Missouri. Right. Uh, I actually but, hear that a lot. If you want to know the truth, because I'm, you get on the barbecue, sir, you kind of start shigging off of everybody, and you're like trying to figure out what everybody's doing. So, but go ahead and tell me a little bit about well, it. Well, it, it's it's more of just a sweet, sweet little paprika flavor. Yep. And it's not an overpowering. It doesn't have the heat that comes back over across. And what always what we sell it as is a barbecue base. Mm-hmm. It's a good base rub so that you can add your own peppers, your own salts to it, your own sugars, and kind of get it to where you want it. And Whoa. as we competed, we, we tweaked that? it ourselves and made one called Plus the Kitchen Sink, yeah. which is exactly what we used. And now that one's more style like Memphis. Okay. It's got that little heat in the back, yeah. that little catch right there. And uh, that's the one that, that's really, that's exactly what we used in competitions, and that's what made our mark. Yeah. And But but but, but it's such a easy profile. I've got a guy out in Idaho. He's got 14 locations. He brought it in, and he's bringing it in by the pallets now. Oh, really? Just because of how, how level the profile of our butt the kitchen sink is. Yeah. And I, I explain it to people. It's kind of like a barbecue potato uh, Lay's chip. Yeah. That type of flavor. That's the that that's actually a pretty smart approach to that because, you know, people's flavor palettes vary so much. So you know, if they do want to spice it up a little bit, I mean, it's not that hard to throw a little cayenne in it. And you kind of get where you want to be. Exactly. Or, you and then some. they also feel like it's their own. Yes. They take it and they make it their own, and that's yep. one thing we always tell people because in our in our world of barbecue girls, we tell people there's no such thing as secrets in barbecue because yes. I want your backyard to be as successful as mine. Yep. And that's why we tell people you get a lifetime of recipes. Call us anytime. Yeah. We'll we'll, sh- we'll throw out some recipes for you if you need some. Um, even if you just need to tweak a hot dog, we yeah. don't mind. <laughs> no, I like I like that approach though because I mean. There's a common language to getting out in the backyard and spending time with the friends and firing up the barbecue. Well, <laughs> and the best thing about that with our grills, you fire up the barbecue grill, you can sit down and enjoy your time with your yes. friends. Yes. You don't have to watch it. Like right now, I'm, I'm rolling rolling smoke up there at 225. Yep. And I've been doing it all day. I ain't got to touch it. We're just sitting up there kind of relaxing enjoying the shade and being out in the outdoors, which is this amazing setup out here. <laughs> yeah, I tell people that the, the added benefit of the, the smoker, the pellet smokers, it's being able to walk away from it. 
oh, that's that's total benefit. <laughs> a lot of people don't get it. And, yeah. and uh, but when you have a couple long nights of running some logs out to the stick burner, then yep. figuring out that your fire went out, you're having the the, chi- the chimney getting fired back up just to bring it back to life. Yes. And yeah. The, the the ease of the pellet grills or the wind shifts and all of a sudden your dampers are all wrong oh, now. Oh yes. Oh, those are the nightmares, and I'm I'm glad I've, I'm well past that. Now you 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 were talking about I'm jumping around on you a little bit here, but you were talking about the apple flavored rub that you have. Sauce. Okay, the apple flavored sauce. I'm really gonna get into like I'm drifting off into like a, a, an odd that, that, place. That here. bacon's got really some food coming it going has. on, doesn't it? It's it? got me something going. Well, it's got me wanting to walk over there and get some more. I think they're out. Sorry. But what I was gonna <laughs> say is, uh, okay, so if somebody's gonna use that sauce. Uh, would you recommend that they use the apple flavored pellets with that, or or do you mix and match a little bit on that? Or you, what, when, what would your recommendation we, be on that? When we used to compete, what we used to do, we because uh, in competition, you know this as well as I do, you got to look for that edge. Yes. And so what we constantly what we did was use cherry wood. Okay. Yep. We used a That's lot a, of cherry I'm wood because it cherry puts proponent. an awesome color onto the food. Yes. And and it helps with the smoke ring too. I think it helps add a little thickness to the smoke ring. And then what we would also do is put a little mesquite in. Yep. Because cherry is such a light flavored smoke. Yep. You needed that a little extra kick because a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, it tastes like good barbecue, but there's no smoke. Well, that's where the mesquite came in. Yeah. And so most of my cooks and most of my recipes are a one-third mesquite, two-thirds cherry okay. recipe. That makes all sense in the world to me because I do tell people all the time, you go over to a friend's house or something and they're just putting, like, wood on the fire. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop. I'm like, there's a method to the madness here, people. I'm you, like, you don't just go get some sassafras and throw it on yeah, the pit. I'm like, what you, are you doing? You, you want to, you want to prep that wood. You want to make sure it's dried out a little bit to where it's going to give you some of that smoke. Yes, but I'm like you. I, I like to mix and match my wood. I like to like my yep. smokes because you mix those right, and you can really impact that flavor profile. Well, and the other reason for for that that type of mixture was everyone was using apple or hickory yes cooking yes apple or hickory yes and you know that's the go-to yep and and now there's starting to be some other ones pop up some peach some i mean pecan's always been there yep um i think the the one that i heard of the i think sassafras i just said it there's yeah, a guy yeah. down there that's liking liking doing sassafras but uh an oak's making a strong comeback just because it's just a mm-hmm. hearty smoke and that's it yep yeah, we uh, I'm I have I'm a big proponent of the cherry just for what you're talking about because even if you're cooking at home, throw a little cherry on there, it just looks cool. Oh, the, that the, ring the, you get with the cherry, it's like it, it's amazing. People do. don't they, they until they try it, they're like, wow. I know. <laughs> so now I'm glad I'm done competing, but now you got to compete against all those guys that know your secret. I know, right? <laughs> I have no secrets. Are you kidding me? We act, well, I'm fortunate. We've got. We just got older, and so we just put more people on the team. So it was like everybody kind of like picks their specialty, and we don't have to all like kill ourselves anymore. Because I did there for a while. There was just like three of us, and that's brutal. Oh well, we we were a two man team, Ooh. and the main reason is uh, we were those guys that would show up, sit there, get everything ready, and we kind of relax. And, yeah. And uh, I'd go out and talk to everybody. Yep. And my brother in law would just sit there. Yeah. He. he he, he sees enough people during the day. He doesn't want to see any more people. It's yeah, right. kind of, he's just kind of that guy. But uh, so we, we had a lot of fun just because he knew Ryan's going to leave for about two and a half hours, go say hi to everybody, yeah. and I can get the stuff done that Ryan isn't good at. Yep. <laughs> and, and we got everything done. Well, I, 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 those like two-man teams like that tend to be the most effective because like, you get a lot of people in. I mean, we still do pretty good, but – I just don't have the energy to just Sometimes go Sometimes you get a little too many Chiefs. Yeah. And we're fortunate. I mean, we, we 
I don't know that we have too many Chiefs this year. We might have too many Indian this year. <laughs> <laughs> Just need that, that, that big Chief. That yeah, exactly. Over. Our whole team's walking around. We're, we're all you. It's a, that's the problem. But, but when you get there long enough, when you've been in that realm long enough, you you have to say hi to everybody. Yes, yes. And, and the family of barbecue is great. Oh. And it's amazing how far it's reached out. It, and, uh, the thing that I tell people a lot is you'd be shocked at that, just how good the people are that are in it. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can watch TV and you can see Myron doing his little bit where he's just the angry old man and everything. Oh, yeah. But if you, like, get away from that, like, everybody at those contests, like, if you need help, like, there's nobody at that thing that won't help you. Oh, exactly. Like, and, if you need wood, charcoal, everybody's, like, yelling down the aisle, like, you got some, you got well, some. Well, so. it was like the gentleman from, from Memphis in May. He showed he had an accident on the way there and yes. lost his pit. Mm-hmm. And and everyone chipped in and helped out. Yep. So it's a, it's a good world to be in, and I think what you're doing, I mean, because you're doing everything U.S. made? Yes. It? Yes. Yeah. Right here in southeast Missouri. So you're making everything here in Missouri, you're making it easy for people to get out in the backyard and socialize, have fun with family and friends? I like what you're doing there. That's what it's about. <laughs> it is, man. Speaking of, I should probably go check on the meat. I was just about to say, I know the clock's always ticking on that smoke. Yeah. So Otherwise, some, we're going to have some angry crowd here not, not getting to eat. <laughs> and we look like we've got a lot of eaters here. Yeah, they just keep on multiplying. I don't know where they're coming from. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't think anybody went to CrossFit before they came here either. I, I'm guessing that was maybe last week. <laughs> it sure wasn't today. No. All right, but well, I'll let you get time. back to it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And, uh Go back there and get that food ready. Yeah, see, I knew you were one that wanted the food. I am. <laughs> All right, Derek, we're about, I, need, I need to get caught up on giving some sponsors a little credit here. So, uh, okay. the, the last Hunter Specialties, like the two ago. It was a Hunter Specialties. Um, that was Scent Control Kit. Scent Control Kit, won by the Professor Joe Hain. What? He's been sandbagging on his archery skills. I know he has. He's over here, well, only shot twice this year. Yeah. And then we had another shoot. Um, we gave away two Browning Camping chairs by Alps Outdoors. Okay. Who won those? That was Clayton Renth. Woo! We're so we've got a lot of repeat winners. So Somebody far. stepped on Bob's bow and didn't tell him, didn't they? Yeah. So now we are shooting for a Browning speed load, speed load saw and knife. I need that. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, oh, wait. That's, is that? I think that's my favorite knife right there, maybe. It might be. It's a nice knife. But uh, Clayton already put one in tight. I think he's getting in a little bit of a rhythm. Yeah, he is. Carl, on the other hand, may have gotten past his rhythm. We got Carl Drake, ladies and gentlemen, on the platform. The release. Steady hold. And he's being consistent. Left, right, up, down. He's down that time. (laughs) Next one will be left. What's that? I saw that target down there for the. Uh, and so we got the Browning knife. We got that, but the target yeah. over next to that's one I'm interested in. This is Gravic Ranch. What, what, Gravic what? Ranch. We're giving away um, several things here. They've got their own sauce and rub. Um, so the sauce and rub. All right. So Jim Neistat. It's the Neistat Foundation, mm-hmm. which supports veterans with um, things they may be struggling for. Their their, their idea or their mission is to help veterans transition from military life back to civilian life and as we know the struggles of war sometimes can be overwhelming it can be overwhelming uh, with ptsd and some of the other things that that go on with veterans 
the Neistat Foundation helps out with that. So Jim Neistat started this foundation. He also owns Gravic Ranch down in Texas. And they have a little pro shop, an online uh, store. And they created their own barbecue sauce and rub. And 100% of the proceeds from all sales that go from the barbecue sauce and rub goes back towards the Neistat Foundation to take veterans out on events and just help them get readjusted to civilian life. Oh, nice. Yes. It's actually really, really good rub So, and yep. sauce. We were talking earlier. I saw Joe here from the Neistat Foundation, and we knew it's a big event when Joe's here, right? Yes. That's, that, that's like the, yes. that's the seal of approval. That's right. That's right. And we're going to get Joe over here in a little bit. I was going to say, we'll drag him over here to talk about it. So, yeah, we'll be shooting for that a little later. Some so that's, sauce so that's some, the prize kit over here for that Yeah, one. some sauce and rub. I was hoping you were just going to tell me I got to go shoot the Axis down there. Well, oh, you can. We are going in July, and you well, are welcome to go. I don't want to pay for it. Well, there's nothing you have to pay for. You just have to get there. <laughs> you just have to get there and you go gonna, with us. You going to pick up my tab? Your airport? Yeah. But you did pick up the bar tab last night, so maybe. I felt the need to overtip that nice lady after we just wrecked her night. <laughs> we didn't do a very good job of telling her whose bill was what. I think she was ready to throw us out three minutes after we got there. Well, see, Thursday night, I was going to cover the tab for everybody. And then Jeremy Mills stepped in and paid for it. And I told the bartender, I was like, all right, don't let anybody pay for my tab tonight. <laughs> she said, okay. She agreed. And then what do you know? Tom Rainey <laughs> steps up there and pays for the tab. I felt like I needed to. Uh-huh. I had made her miserable all night. All right, so let's see who won that. Clayton. Uh -oh. Clayton I again. You. I knew he put it in there tight that first shot. Clayton Renth got the Browning Speed Load Saw Kit and Browning Knife. I do like that Speed Saw Kit. Oh, they're talking about food again. Man, these people are talking about food and giving me food are keeping me distracted. Is that the next target, trail camera target? Hey Derek, what, what trail camera are they gonna give away on the next target? That one right there. This one. Ooh, that's a dang fine camera right there, son. That's a two hundred and fifty dollar camera. Yep. Next target up. I think we finally got caught up on everything right there. Next target up is another Browning trail cameras. We actually enjoy supporting the event. So, winner on this target is going to get a Dark Ops Pro XD. It has some of our coolest technology. It's our dual lens technology, like two cameras in one. One camera designed and perfectly tuned to capture the best possible daytime images, and the second camera designed to capture the best possible nighttime images and videos. And they do. They do. And it's got, as Carl would say, lightning flash trigger speed <laughs> of 0.15 seconds. Uh, you reckon his ears burn like when he's not around people? Yeah, they're smoking right now. Nice. Clayton dialed in all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, Clayton is dialed in. He's Took been practicing. Yeah, it's pretty much the Clayton and Big Bob show. That's what and then the professor jumps in. He's, he's uh, yeah, stole a couple that? from them. I think he's sandbagging. He's, he's over here. The professor's been claiming he hadn't shot, and I don't believe him. <laughs> Let's see. What's that? That target's what, 45? 40? 45? I would say, yeah, we're, it's over 40. 
stretching downhill. Got about a 27 degree grade on that hill. <laughs> Ended up being a nice day. It was hot this morning doing those videos. Awful. Well, the good thing that breeze is helping a ton yeah. too. So we were shooting those videos and we get in that barn where we're shooting all those product videos and there was like no airflow. Uh -huh. I kept telling Andrea, I was like, man, if you get like back there where we're standing, it's like a hot box back there. Yep. So what are we doing with those videos? Those are just going to be on. Yeah, what we're going to do, they'll be on product pages on the website. We'll probably shoot. Like I, you weren't there for a couple of the accessory videos that I shot after you started getting ready for the party. But I did some of those. They'll work for the product pages, but they'll be good for social media too. So you, people will be able to find those videos, website, social media. And then after, I'm sure, like, I'm going to leave a list with uh, James. You and James are going to shoot a couple more that we need some, like, tight footage on. Yep. That just would have slowed us up even more today. And I knew we had to get over here and start eating because that's all I've been thinking about all day. <laughs> I feel like I should tip Drew because he keeps bringing me food. Uh-huh. Usually what happens at these parties, everybody gets f full on the little That's a, little already happened around, to me. The little pass arounds. And then we've got pork steaks on the, on the smoker up there. We've got chicken quarters. We've got some uh, pork and beans. We've got slaw. We've got Oh, yeah, I'm already desserts. full. I'm already over it. I'm full. <laughs> what would you think of that bacon? The bacon was delish. It was. Yeah, actually, well, you probably got about a 10 or 15-minute second of me and him just talking really boring food stuff. Really? If you're in the food, it'd be really exciting, though, because <laughs> I was getting into the rubs and everything, and I was like, "Just tell me all." So we started talking about competition. It was good, though. Now, did you know him doing competitions? Mm -mm, you know, that's now? what I was asking him. Like, what he, what circuits he was on. He was more like a KCBS and like backyard barbecue. Most of the stuff I've done is like in the NBN, which is like the Memphis Barbecue Network. So it's sanctioned by different bodies. So okay. once you kind of start going to the same ones, you kind of try to stay in that. Uh, in those in, in those events that are sanctioned by those company or those organizations, so that you build up your points nationally and all that. Yeah. But I do like cooking the KCBS events because you know you can get in and out of most of those in like forty eight hours. So you know. Right. You know, if somebody hasn't sat down here. <laughs> it's Jeremy Mills. But now, now that I know that it's an official nickname for him, we're gonna bring in the Mill Billy. No oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Word is out. Yep. I mean, he he looked at me when I asked him that today. He was like, well, where'd you hear that? I was <laughs> he like, I read your thread. Talking to him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I read your thread, buddy. I was like, I could tell that was somebody you grew up with. Yeah, I got branded with that uh, vocational days back in FFA, I'd say probably about the ninth grade. <laughs> mm -hmm. so Went from did, you, did you know Hillbilly that? To Millbilly. I knew he was Millbilly. Oh, yeah. did you? <laughs> You've been keeping that from me? Let's <laughs> stop wait, hash, wait, hashtagging that. that. Yeah, wait, wait till that goes on uh, on our text thread. Uh -huh. <laughs> the, the one that the, the three of us and Carl and Brent all have. Who, who are you calling down here? My brother-in-law. He's the smart one of the family, the heart surgeon. The smart one of the family? Yes. I thought that was Jack. <laughs> yeah. The 11-year-old. Because Jack's got everybody doing hopping for him. Like, everybody's doing everything for Jack. And he's giving the orders freely. I really wasn't paying attention to this shoot, who's uh, on top or not. I thought Clayton made a nice shot. Yeah. But his might it might have dropped a little low there at the last second. Chase might have done pretty good, too. His, was, his right to left looked good. Chase is walking back, leading the pack, so that means they probably pulled his out. 
Uh -huh. <laughs> I threw it on the ground. Yeah, threw it on the on ground. It. Said this one is not a dirt. winner. <laughs> Generally, the the winner is in the last two or three guys walking up the hill. He, oh, he looks kind of happy. Oh, it was Chase. Look at that. See, it, I told it, you. It must have been so confident oh, that nice. uh, he knew he was a winner right. and he just grabbed it. I'm coming for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. He saw that trail camera. He dialed in, Jack. Now he's just got to get on some deer. Yeah, right? <laughs> hey, Derek, what's the next sponsor? Uh, Alps Outdoors. The Alps. Is that the one down there at 50 yards? Yes. Who's going to get the arrows? Hey, Jeremy. What's up? I got a legitimate question. How come you're too scared to shoot against us? I don't, <laughs> I don't want to take all the product, man. The Voyager X. Let me really see. What the Voyager X from Alps Outdoors? We got. It's not fear. I guess that's technically. Mm -hmm. You call it luggage, right? I was cleaned house, and I was like, man, that ain't fair. It looks one, really one nice. Guy, it's uh, Alps Outdoors. <laughs> what, which, which, it's the Voyager, right? Voyager X. Heck, that does look nice. Is that a travel pack? Yes. I might need to get one of those, like for real. Yeah. It looks durable, too. Heck, most sure everything they – Yeah, right. Most everything they makes like, such good quality, it's going to last anyway, so. I'm in the market for one since I live on the road. I like how deep it is because you get, like – I mean, you get deep and wide like that, and it's just a pain to haul around the dang airport. Yeah, that'd be easy to toss around. So why are you not shooting? So uh, I just ordered a new bow uh, probably about two weeks ago. I ordered a new bow. Been Which one did you get? 13 years since I ordered a new bow. I've been shooting the Matthews Switchback for years. Oh, yeah. And I've killed so many critters with that bow. My confident level with that thing I had no reason to switch, but uh, – the Africa trip that we're doing here at the, um, the end of the month um, kind of sparked. Uh, I probably ought to upgrade my right. my shooting system and um, go with the uh, the new Matthews Vertex. So I did that, ordered the new sights, rest, quiver, arrows. I mean, the whole nine yards, completely starting over. So with that being said, all that came in, um, got shipped in this past week, and uh, just didn't take the time. But, you know, just trying to – whenever you leave, yeah. go out of town, you're always cramming to get – Right. work things done and and sighting in the bow was one of the last things that um that yeah. was on my list to get done so uh so i just didn't you know i got everything set up got all my arrows cut everything's on the bow but uh just didn't have everything ready to go this week so now how long before you leave for africa we're leaving july 23rd oh, okay so you get yep. a little time now yep yeah so i get to go home and i'll have plenty of time to get the bow ready yeah. at that point but uh i'm like you a little bit like that though because like like that's why I didn't bring my bow because I got to messing around with it. I needed to get it restrung and everything. And yeah, work comes up. You start thinking about getting out of town. You got to pack. You got all this it's other the stuff. Last thing it gets I done. Need, yeah, it's like I need to like make this more priority. <laughs> I need to get my dang bow ready. Uh huh. So no, I, it'll, it'll all work out. All the timing will work out. I got everything there. It's set up. It just. My problem is like, and hopefully you don't do the same thing on this. Like. My first bow hunt, I always circle the calendar, and I'm like, I'm ready for my first bow hunt. And I'm like, oh, that's like forever from now. And then I wake up one day, and it's like two weeks, two yeah. weeks from now. Yeah. I'm not ready yeah, for this. You're buying tags. and Oh, yeah. It's, I'm a wreck. Setting, I'm like, oh, okay. I can now I can get stand <laughs> set. And, yeah. It's just. It's uh, like, I, I thought we were three months from, like, my dang hunt. Yeah. It's, uh, it's easy to put off. If I was a little bit more disciplined, I, I think I, I'd have got it done, but. Well, my problem I is... I hate to rush it. I want just right. I don't like to have... You know, yeah. 
my problem is is like our, our farm is like an hour and a half away from the airport so i keep a place in town uh that's a little closer to the airport like 15 minute drive the problem is i don't have anywhere to shoot like mm-hmm. at my house mm-hmm. and so i've got to drive over the bow range and like it, traffic can get bad there so long story short like i've got to like plan my day around getting day. over it's there yeah thing, it yeah. is yeah and so like if i get tied up with work and like my time starts spinning away i'm like i don't have time to do this i don't have half a day to go over there and get all this done so it's yeah, funny like, you know but it's right it's like riding a bike it's just if you if you commit to it yeah take your time have everything you have everything there you can knock it out pretty quick it's just yeah. a matter of getting there and getting well i think what i'm gonna end up doing because i was talking with the guys and i used to work with a couple of them i was laughing i said when I get back from this event, I'm just going to go up there with my backpack and my laptop and everything, and I'm just going to mm-hmm. go post up and work in the corner. <laughs> and I'm just going to get my bow restrung and do uh-huh. all that, and I'm just going to sit over there and work. Yep. That's the name of the game. I mean, half at, you know, with my career, I'm, I'm able to do As long as I got cell service, I can, I can pretty much make anything flexible schedule-wise. We'll see in Africa. There is no cell service in Africa, so. It's truly going to be a week off. I'm not used to that. I like there will be some Wi-Fi, but to truly not have cell service yes. for seven days. You know, we've, it's a 10-day trip with, uh, with with all the travel time, but literally seven days of no communication. Like, that, yeah. I, I guess that it's been – see, I'm 38 years old right now, and I would say that's probably takes me back to – in my early 20s, at least be, since I've done something like that, 15 right. years plus. So it'll be nice in a sense, but uh, hopefully I don't come back to a, a storm of things. But uh, Well, it's, it's funny you said that because I had an opportunity to go on a bear hunt a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they called me, and it was like some really ro- remote destination in Saskatchewan. And I, I, I probably I didn't need to go anyway. But anytime somebody says, "Hey, you want to go?" I'm always like, "Oh, let me fucking squeeze it in." <laughs> yeah. So I'm going through that, and then they were like, "Well, look, like we'll be like uh, won't have any communication with the outside world for like eight days." And I was like, "Whoa, that's a problem." That's a problem. <laughs> I was like, "I'm gonna have to get back to you on this." Uh huh. Well, that's one of those perks about your job, you know. If you if you got cell service, you're able to communicate. Doesn't matter if you're in Memphis or you know right. you're in Alaska, but you got to have cell service, and that's. That's one reason I love doing shows for Browning is, uh, you know, I can, I can, I can, I can go anywhere in the in the states, and you know, I can keep my career going, and yeah. it works out great. You know, it's 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 nice having that flexibility, but uh, and that's that's one of the things that that spoils me a little bit is, you know, I, I could leave a day early and come up here and shoot mm-hmm. the product videos, but still stay in touch with somebody. But like when I'm going to be like incommunicado and have no contact with anybody. And, and it's probably terrible that we've gotten like that, yeah. where you just don't feel like you can disconnect. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Zach Hainis left here suggesting that they might have needed a yardstick. I was going to say to ne- see none, how far none, away. None of them look happy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's walking up and down the hill consecutively like this. There's their tenth trip, and none of them are in good shape, or if uh, everybody made a bad shot. Chasing Joe. Oh yeah, back to a shoot off. Joe has been lying to me about this archery. We have a shoot off. Joe, Joe is like running around saying, "I don't even, I can't even shoot." I think he's dialing up his old marine skills or something. Did you get on some of that bacon? I did. That's pretty good stuff, isn't it? Yes. It was funny because I was laughing with Derek. I was like, one of the problems with these things is like when you come over here, Henry starts frying up all the appetizers uh-huh. and everything. 
So you eat on appetizers, and then when the main course comes, you're like, man, I'm full. <laughs> I can't eat. I just want water. <laughs> yes. And in a chair. Yes. <laughs> just prop me up. Hey, either like way, he can borrow it for the Africa trip. Now who's who's shooting off, Joe, and who? Chase. Oh, okay. For the Alps luggage. I want that luggage. Yeah. Chase is building a new house, so. Yeah. You know he needs uh might be able to buy it off what? of cheap. Man, look, you sandbagger. <laughs> Acting you be, you said you've been you've only shot twice. You've only shot twice today. Carl, where's all your product? I don't I don't, I don't you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't won nothing? No. Carl, I think Carl's going to claim he's tired from us making him work. Uh-huh. It's those product videos that got him, got him off his game. I had to get me a nap in the day. <laughs> oh, did you? I, I had my fill on that. Day two was uh, not my day. I wish day, I day one wasn't the greatest for me. I get an education. I, I, my hat's off to you guys that can right. do what you guys do. With uh, You don't realize how much goes into it. And um, it's, It is funny because uh, – that's one of the reasons that I ask y'all to help me with it this year because we've added products and added products. But I used to do all those by myself, man, and that'll stomp you in the ground. Oh, that's man. just mentally draining. I would have never guessed in a million years. <laughs> now, granted, we were in a we were in a pool barn, an old hay barn at uh, right. 93 degrees in there. It was pretty hot, humid. It was uh, it was pretty rough. But still, even with that, I you know I've never been on the spot to just like on the product review have happened to everything just right and have so many right. takes i mean that's the thing it's like because that product that that is what people listen to when they're trying to decide the product so you can't have anything wrong right like you Absolutely. don't have the option of like you can't be 0.24 instead of 0.22 it's like right it's not an option it's gotta be dead Say on it again do it again <laughs> and the other thing too is like when people are listening to videos because it happens to me all the time like if you're listening to somebody's talking about a product or something they go um i'm gone yeah like I don't, I'm, just, I'm, I'm thinking about something else. Yeah. And so you, you can't do that. You can't go. Um. You can't repeat a word. Yeah. The don'ts, back the up. won'ts, the yep. can'ts. None of that. I mean. No it's, negativity. It's just like. I mean, they'll, 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 they they shoot it down right now and start over, and then you, I mean, you're fumbling to try to get it right. It's it's yep. hard to get in that get in that groove. I mean, you guys do well with it. Derek is. Derek's a natural. Were you were you there this morning when he first started? Yeah. Yeah, he, he nailed it out. He, he did. Like, he did like a mic drop. And he walked got in out. and was like, like hot. We were like, you're just knocking all five of those out. Get out of here. We, we should have kept him around to do them all. <laughs> yeah, right. Knock them out. It took us about an hour and a half. We'd been done. He was on it. Oh, we're shooting for the Gravic stuff now. That's like it looks like a more like a cooking kit from the Gravic over there. They got their sauce, their cutting board. The cutting board's kind of cool. So, did I've Joe win that, that too? Joe, Clayton, and Bob. Chase. Chase won. I got, I won. You got one. Okay, so this one. Jake Russell won one. Yeah. Didn't you win something? Choke. Choke two. Choke two. Oh, so we've had five different winners then. Got the okay, so we're spreading out some prizes. That's five different winners. Yep. A few. We'll get. We'll give Joe some beer later on. We'll buy that thing for twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get all these guys to win these products. But come on, drink another beer. Drink another beer. I'm still trying to get over Joe. Joe, Joe he used to be in sandbagging. <laughs> we all win a door prize. We get to hang out with you, Mills. Hey, there you go. Right? Oh, yeah. That's a win-win. 
You know who we need to get over here? We need to get Jack over oh, here. Sorry. Get a little. Well, he'll make us all look bad. Ag, ag talk. <laughs> yeah, right? Ask him about his hay crop this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if Joe Haynes ever had a podcast, it would be called Beep. That'd be the name of it. Beep. Hashtag Beep. Yep. FCC be looking for you, Jack. Yeah, exactly. So, so what all have you won? You won the Alp suitcase. You won all the HS stuff. What else did you win? Get your brother Jack. Bring him over. Yeah, and the, the what? The HHA Kingpin. Oh, okay. Oh man, you're killing it. He's got seven hundred dollars worth of stuff. No kidding. <laughs> Dang, dude. Dang, daddy. Yeah, we'll beat we'll, we'll we'll beat him up and take his lunch money later. Yeah, we'll just give him more beer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be buying that stuff for pennies on the dollar, Tom. Uh, I don't know what's that look like about a thirty-five yard shot, maybe. I'd say that's thirty-five. Thirty-five, thirty-two, thirty, thirty. <laughs> Downhill, I'm always limiting just what's a up? tad longer than it really Why don't is. You jump over there on the mic, bub. <laughs> What? Put the headset on. I want to talk to you about the farm a little bit. No? Jack don't want to talk? That's further evidence that he's the smartest guy in the building. You want to sit with me? We're trying to convince uh, Derek's youngest to jump on here. and He'd be the smartest guy on here. He'd make us look bad. That'd be the problem. We're going to ask you about John Deere, man. You, know you want to talk about John Deere? You know anything about cattle? Farmer cattle making hay? How many cattle? <laughs> <laughs> Give us a little bit of talk. How many calves you had this year? No. No. You're not on TV, so. No. He wants no. He doesn't care. He's backwoods. <laughs> Who? Papa, I know he don't want to talk. <laughs> yeah, he heard <laughs> Yeah, you crazy. I know he don't want to talk. <clears throat> Sam, you been fishing lately, man? Uh, yeah, I've been jugging quite often. They, on, you know, on, over here? Yeah. The lake behind the house uh, or right down here? Right You've been jugging down there? What are you catching down there on jugs? Catfish. Really? And I just go out in the kayak and get them. You clean mm -hmm. them out? What? Clean them out or what? He don't want to clean them, so I just throw them back. I, yeah. I need to hang out with you more. What are you yeah. baiting them with? Uh, hot dogs. Hot dogs. Any big ones? What do you got? Talk to uh, me, man. I caught an 11.4 on a jug. What? Yeah. Down there? Yeah. I need to hang out with you a lot more. <laughs> yeah, old Henry Dernberger, he's got him. He's got him pretty well trained. He brings that uh, that fish food down there and chums them in. Hundreds of them things come in. I didn't even get a good look at to see who shot very well that time. Bobby, did you give it up? Did you mail round, it in? Yeah, that round I'm done. You tapped out? Well, I've already bought, I think, $30 worth of sauce, so I didn't, I didn't <laughs> any. That would be my luck. We got barter, buddy. Yeah. Yep. Uh -huh. Yeah, you go over there and trade out with Joe because he's yeah. got everything. Yeah. I guess they've had five different winners, so that's good. This has got another round because it looks like 
<clears throat> Drew and Sam are down there putting more targets on there. So you've got your bow hunt coming up. All, or September? Yeah, mine's September. That's that, that's what I, I was kind of halfway alluding to is I keep telling myself I've got time. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll probably be ready. Like, Where do you range your, your sights out on? What, what kind of sights do you? Uh, I'll go I'll go out to 50 on mine. I'll go 30, 40, 50. Okay, gotcha. Now, that it does create a little bit of a problem for me when I go out west because I shoot a super light setup for whitetail. I'm like down in the 300s on my mm. total weight. And so when I go out west, I'll, I'm ramping up to like 483, I think is what my total arrow is. So I end up, I just go ahead and take my sight off the bow and put a different sight on there yeah. instead of like trying to play with it and mess with it. Yeah. And so, it, but it, it shouldn't, and it, it probably means I'm a terrible hunter. <laughs> well, not terrible hunter, but terrible archer because I, I let that drop get in my head a little bit. Yeah. I let, I let the drop, and it just gets in my head. Because I'm now used what to. What sight do you use? Uh. Is it the adjustable sight? Yeah, like it's the, yeah, it's the adjustable single pin, okay. and I, I feel like I shoot better with those. But it's just the drop. I mean, it's just in my head, like because yeah. I'm used to shooting. I feel like I got more margin for error with light and fast. Mm -hmm. Like so, if I'm shooting at 27 and he takes another step or something, right. like I'm not dropping that much. Sure. I'm not that much higher. I'm still like in the kill zone. I'm still yep. hitting the apple. But man, when you start dealing with that drop out west, especially when the air gets thinner, you know, if something goes out of 42, what happens is I, I, I don't feel like I've got much margin for error. I feel like I gotta make the perfect shot. That's the problem. So it's yeah. not the actual drop, it's what does to me feeling like I've gotta make the perfect shot. Cause light and fast, man, I just pick it up and I put it on there and I'm hitting that apple every time. Yeah. But I don't know, that drop gets in my head and I just, I think I, I, think I get a little trigger panic actually yeah. on my draw. Which outfitter is that that you go through? Uh, I go to Cross Mountain Outfitters out there. It's Doyle Warbington, and he is such a super nice guy. Is that the northern part? Yeah, it is. Uh, if you if anybody's ever been skiing in Steamboat Springs, it's yep. thir it's thirty minutes to the west of that. Okay. And it's beautiful country. I mean, if you ever, and it's funny too because I joke about it because I've got one of my closest friends. He and his family go skiing in Steamboat all the time, and like <laughs> the difference in culture. When you leave Stingboat and keep driving west to all those cowboys, because they are hard. That's grit country, man. Them people are hard. <laughs> Them people ain't playing out there. So you go from Steamboat to, like, cowboy country, uh -huh. like, quick. <laughs> they know you're not a local. Yeah, exactly. Saying. Yeah, oh, yeah. When you walk in anywhere, like, Steamboat, like, they expect everybody not to be local. Mm -hmm. 30 minutes down the road, they're like, you ain't from here, are you? <laughs> No, sir, I'm not, but I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. That's right. Now, that would be a good trip. Yeah, this will be my third year going there. I've, I've only been elk hunting. This is my third year that I've been elk hunting, but it gets into your skin. It takes like 15 minutes. Well, the way you are with turkeys. Yeah, it's I mean, the same you deal. shoot yeah. 20, 30 turkeys a year. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's very comparable. I can see it sucking you right in. Oh, it sucked me in like the first yeah. morning I ever went. I was like, yeah. <gasps> it's a turkey with antlers. Yes, yes. I was like, that's an 800-pound turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all over this. Uh-huh. Because it's the whole interaction aspect of it. You know, the call to figure out what to do next. You know, where do I get? Where do I go? What's he doing? Holy crap, there he well, is. Well, a lot of times them, them cows, they, they act as hens. Oh, Just yeah. the same. I mean, they're they're with the bulls. They're with the toms. I mean, they're they're looking out for one another. And, I mean, you just I, – I will it's say – It's important to have a guide that, that knows yes. the ins and outs of the, that, that property to get you, yep. you know, in those advantage points that uh, get you a shot, especially with a bow. I mean – that's that that in itself is a, yeah. is a task yes it, it, and 
it, the, the, it, it's good and bad. The first year, like, I didn't get to hunt two hours. So from somebody that hasn't had the hunting encounters with the elk, mm-hmm. you know, see how they move, see what they do to learn anything about them. First time I go, I get to hunt two hours before I get my first shot. So I go back last year, and I'm still, I still don't know what the heck I'm doing. I mean, I'm, I'm listening to the guy, and I'm, I'm just kind of at his mercy. So last year, I end up not killing the bull that I should have killed because I just didn't know, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, had I known what to do, I, I, w- I would have killed him. If it, if that was a white tail, I'd kill him every time. Yeah. But I just, I didn't realize, you know that i could move when i could should have moved sure and it's just not knowing because like i just stayed frozen and didn't want to flinch and like when they were watching the video they were like man you could have turned on him right there and i was like for real just didn't know yeah well you know that's uh so when you look back at it you, you only have a few hours like with those encounters and you keep going back every year and you're just like man it's, it, it's, it's tough but i like it yeah the uh but the the good thing about this year was that this year, because like once you draw blood out there, you're done. So yeah. first day, I, first he, day I drew blood on the one I should have killed. There's nothing worse. I've done that. And but they, I, the, he'll let you shoot a cow. Sure. Okay. So that's I, a pretty good deal. So the funny deal, it, and it got to be comical. Like I'm hoping, like when they do the final edit, that they use a lot of this video because I'm laughing so hysterically that my body's jerking because. I was covered up in elk the rest of the week, and it was all bulls, and I couldn't shoot one. <laughs> like, covered up. Like, I, I'm literally, uh, like, fails. I am sitting down in a two-track road. Uh-huh. They're coming up, like, licking at the palm of your There was one that came up at 20 yards and grazed like a domestic cow <laughs> for, like, two You're feeding hours. feeding carrots wow. and things? Two hours. And he would, like, turn his front shoulder and, like, open up his ribcage. I could have thrown my pocket knife and stabbed the dang thing. <laughs> But you're done. But what it did is it gave me the opportunity to be in close quarters with those and watch them. So while I didn't get to kill an elk out there this year, I think I learned a ton because I was, like, with them constantly. Absolutely. But it was just so funny because, like, every time I went back out, I saw a bull. Now, yours is guided, Yes, yes. And and I I, I try to be a responsible hunter, and I don't know enough about elk hunting and haven't committed enough time to learning enough about it to – well, I, I don't it, need to go out there by and, myself elk and, hunting. And honestly, that it's a big task for for people, especially from the east. You know where I'm from in Ohio. I went out there and it was self guided. Got some maps. You know, you you do all the back end research that you possibly can. You go out there and um, you just don't know the property. I mean, you read right. maps all you want, but you just don't know the property and and knowing where the herd is. It, it if you could at least on your, uh, I would highly recommend anybody. First year, if you're going to do it at all, first year, try to go out there with a guide, right. mm-hmm. a good guide, spend the money, um, and and you know get educated on, on like yep. you said, just the little tricks of the trade. Yep. Because if you don't, I mean, it's not that you're not going to have fun, yeah, but you're going to put in some hard, rugged work, um, and you know, not that you can't get one, but it's the odds aren't in your favor. Mm-mm. So it, it, you're better off to, to to learn the good habits rather than the bad habits. Right out of the rip. Yep. I, and I tell people this, too. It's a recommendation. You know, I've only been going out there for, you know, two. This will be my third year. But the recommendation I've started to make to people is when they ask me, I'm like, don't be looking for all these places where you can kill like a world-class elk. Right. Man, if you're going to learn, go out there and go to a place that's just got a lot of, lot of elk. Yep. Kill a cow. Be around them. 
be around them. Yeah, kill a cow. I mean, do a – just get out there and experience it because it is well, the meat's, it's such a new new thing. But The, I, the meat's a trophy in itself. Huh. I mean – that's why and, I, that's, and, and, you know you need to experience that of of quartering an animal and getting it packed out i mean yes. that's that in itself yes that's grown man stuff yeah, yeah that's real <laughs> i mean that's and you know you're not like i said from ohio we, we don't do that you know i mean you shoot your deer and go throw the get utv and yeah, the, the yeah. pickup truck and load it up and haul it out and it's no big deal yeah i, I mean it's, it's i, I laugh the uh the the yeah it was when i killed my cow two years ago so i ended up shooting the cow my guy jumps up and he's like running the like trying to scare her after i've shot her and i've like never seen this before i'm like maybe this is something weird that goes on out west that i don't know anything about (laughs) and so when i went after after the she runs down the hill he looks at me and waves me over he goes she's running toward the road let's push her That's all. <laughs> so we just went bailing off the side of the hill. <laughs> she did. She, she was running to the truck. <laughs> she got close enough that she uh, that we we pulled the UTV up there and were able to get the cable to it <laughs> and went you're out. You're kidding me! Oh, wow. <laughs> oh man, wow. that's half the battle. In he was itself. looking at me. He was laughing. I was like, "What are you yelling at?" He's like, "She's running toward the road." <laughs> Keep going, girl. Keep uh, going. <laughs> jump in the bed. Yes be done with it just run to the butcher shop for it now have you had a chance to go out there bobby have you had a chance to go out no, and do no, the elk hunt no I, I, my, I, I got to go out west when i graduated college like early 90s and i went to wyoming and man i fell in love with just out west in general so even if it's a pronghorn hunt giddy out oh here we go Uh-oh. Here's the man. We've got. How we doing? We're excellent. How are you, Joe? Doing really well. We got Joe from Good the Neistat Foundation with us. Uh, I didn't uh, know you came to Missouri when it wasn't turkey season. I got lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? All you got to do is tell me you're feeding me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna show up. Looks like they're gonna feed you good here. The problem is, I tell people, it's the best problem in the world to have. They keep bringing out all this other good stuff. They bring out the bacon. They bring out all the appetizers, and you keep munching, and then all your sudden you're full. Yeah. And you're looking around like shoot. Definitely true here. Definitely true here. Because Derek's dad loves to host, and he's a great host, and he, like, wants you to have a good time. So he's always, like, constantly got that fryer going and bringing out appetizers, making sure you're enjoying yourself. Oh, yeah. Did you get some of that bacon? Oh, yeah. You did? Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. get any. That's how just, good it just was. Just a couple I guess. slices. Yeah, I got yeah, two. Just, just one or two. <laughs> I'm, I'm tipping Derek's oldest <laughs> to like keep me in growth. Right. Is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. When did you get in, Tom? Uh, I actually came in. We were talking about that earlier. I came in Thursday because uh, we were shooting some product videos for website and for social and things like mm. that. And those things are a grind. Like if you've ever, because we were talking about it earlier. Like you, you have zero margin for error. Especially when the way the platform is now, just not just us, just e-commerce in general. When you talk about it, you don't you don't have room to say um. Yeah. You can't hesitate. You can't reset because everybody's used to 140 character newsfeed, basically. So I mean, you got to be spot on, bang, 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 and you can't have even the smallest mistake. You got to riff off like seven features on a camera. You got to be done in like 30 seconds. Bang, bang, bang. And so what happens is is You'll know what to say, and you'll do it, and you'll kind of get through the end of it, and you get right towards the end, and you'll say, <laughs> yeah, you'll say flash yeah. instead of fast, because <laughs> yes. you're thinking lightning fast, and then you're talking yeah. about, because you're talking about the flash at that point, and then it's like, 
and then you start getting frustrated and then it just spirals into a disaster at that point and so like the trick is just to try to not let yourself get too flustered jeremy was laughing about it finally today jeremy mills was like that's it i'm done just took the microphone <laughs> off like y'all are doing it i'm out but it's it, it, so we've been doing that since i got here thursday and you know thank the lord that they're they're able to help derek's a natural at it so he's good at it uh but man i used to try to do those things by myself and that's just stupid so that's how that's when i got in how things going for you guys at the neestead busy good this is a busy busy time of the year is it really for us each year yeah people always tend to think that this is the time where there's not a lot going on yeah but for everything to happen in wyoming in colorado which yep. is where we spend our fall yep now's got to be busy yeah. for that. Yep. and that's kind of the fun time when you get to actually be out there hunting with with vets and yep uh and seeing them enjoy the experience seeing everything sort of come together but right now is the come together piece so looking up taxidermists yep looking yep. up uh gear you know, meat processing, anything and everything you could think about. Yeah. We do that so those guys don't have to do any of it when they show up. It's just taken care of yeah. for them. It's, it's funny you say that because I tell people all the time, June's my busiest month of the year, and they look at me like, what? June? Yep. June? I'm like, yep. man, I can't breathe during June. I ain't got time. Yeah. No, it's it, and it's the same way for us. I mean, it's the absolute same way for us. And we're boosting up our hunts this year. Yeah. Uh, we usually just do four vets out west. We're doing eight this year. Just various opportunities that have come about. Yep. So that makes this time two times what it usually is. Right, right. So it's been fun, though. The cool thing is, you know, you you know, working around a lot of these people, it's, right. it's good conversations when yes. you call. I mean, it's yep. it's not just hashing out business. You get to check in on yeah, how yeah. things are looking for their fall and yep. their, their deer and everything. So I enjoy that part of it, and I yeah. enjoy those conversations. Yeah, this time of year, for us, you know, it's kind of the same thing. You're getting ready for the hunts and everything, but, you know, we're making sure that we're, we've got all of our ducks in a row with all of our retail partners because, you know, everything's about to go off the hooks for them, man, because everybody's coming in buying all their hunting stuff, right. coming like into July, August, September. Everybody's like, oh, I need this, need that. And so if we don't get our ducks in a row, like right now, there's no catching up. Like the wheels come off like that. And then, of course, the other motivation I have to get everything done now is because I do have to go hunting every once in a while. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't work all fall. Absolutely. So I try to make sure I get enough done now that I have a little breathing room. For sure. When it comes to elk season. Yeah. And yeah. I got to go. So where do you go? Do you go to Wyoming for elk season? Uh, no, I actually go to Colorado. That's what we were okay. just talking about a second ago. It's a, it's a place about 30 minutes west of Steamboat Springs. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful country out there. I, I, I We were talking. I, I laugh at the the dichotomy there because you're in steamboat and it's kind of uh cosmopolitan almost you know and everybody nobody's from there except for like a few hundred people that maybe work year-round but then 30 minutes to the west man you in cowboy country and oh, it's, for, it's sure. for real so <laughs> that's exactly where we where we mule deer hunt it's oh, just it? west of, of steamboat that's we actually right do it in hayden i talked to derek about that because uh, we are like if you go past hayden craig yeah, so right there, we're, we're in Hayden is where we're, yeah. Craig is just past Hayden. Yep. So. so we meet, that's where we meet in Hayden, and then we go south from there. Okay. To uh, Cross Mountain. I don't know if you uh, Not familiar they, they, with it, Yeah, it's so much big country out there, it's hard to know one neighbor is. from the next. But but that is absolutely true about Steamboat and then just getting just a little <laughs> bit. I wouldn't even say you got to go 30 minutes. It may be 15. <laughs> I was gonna, all you got to do is get outside the city limits sign, really, and it's like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's completely different. That's beautiful country, though, just getting into Colorado high country. It's just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And it's what, what I do, too, is I know not everybody has the luxury of working remotely, but I work 
remotely. So I'm, I'm at my house. So I've got a home office. So when I, if I need to travel somewhere early, I can because I can still work. So what I actually do to get ready for my elk hunt is I actually go to Denver the week before. Oh, okay. Because, like, it's sitting in my living room because I've got this altimeter on my watch now, so I'm always checking it. My living room's 300 feet above sea level. And where I'm out there elk hunting is nine and 10,000 feet. <laughs> so you're good and acclimated then yes. for that weekend. I go out and get acclimated. And I, go, I mean, I do. I go to the gym and I put in some time. And I don't have to go too crazy, but, man, it really, I could tell last year it made a huge difference getting out there and just getting acclimated. Oh, for sure. And you know what? I think not even just being there, but getting that heart rate up while yes, you're there. Yes, and that's kind of what I do. What it's like to breathe that hard yes. at that elevation and not panic. Yes. Because some people, I think, when they when they do that, I mean, it's it's your breath, it's your yes. air. Yes. So then they're like, "Well, I can't do this. I can't do this." And so when we're prepping yeah. for these hunts, a lot of the guys, a lot of the vets, want to say, "Well, what do I need to do?" And I said, "Number one thing you need to do is just work on getting that heart rate up, breathing, breathing yep. hard. Yes. Just get yourself in that position because yes. you may have to squeeze off around yes. in that situation at a trophy animal." I, d- I do that like for my part of my and I want to call it training because I'm not working that hard at it yeah. but my bow range has the catwalk and you can actually go up to it to shoot mm-hmm. so what I'll do I'll get there early before anybody else gets there in the afternoon and before I'll shoot I'll run up and down the steps like three times and grab my bow and shoot Yeah. just to get my heart rate up and to kind of be sucking a little wind just so I get used to try to how to measure that you know when do I hold when I get ready to shoot how many breaths is it going to take me to settle yeah just little stuff like that. But that counts. I mean, that yeah. 100% counts when you're in that situation. Yes. So you don't panic. And I tell you, I, the best advice I ever got out there, and you're going to lose your breath, but the best advice I ever got was don't change your pace. Yes. Like, you know, whatever you're, if you're walking uphill, don't get faster, don't get slower. Same pace, same step, same step. Even if you're not covering as much ground, you just keep your legs moving at the same pace. And last year was the first time I'd ever done that. And it was stunning how big a difference it made. Stunning. So when you shoot too, when you prep, do you practice on holding longer than yes. you would normally hold? Yes. That's something we tell. And a lot the of people guys at the bow, well. people at the bow range, look at me like I'm crazy. Because I'll I'll count like I'm. And it, I don't do it till it's dangerous, but I'll still count to like twenty or something. I'm yeah. like one, two, three, four, five, five. and they're looking at me like, shoot, dude. And I'm like, in a minute. <laughs> I'm doing something here, people. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it, I try to do every little thing that I can, what I can do from the flat Delta property in Tennessee, you know, whatever I can. But I do think, and I tell you something else that I do since I do mine's archery. Something else I do that I think made a big difference is uh, I go out and I go. I, there's a bow range to 10 minutes from my hotel, and I shoot every afternoon out there. I have to adjust my sights when I get out there. That air impacts that trajectory oh yeah and a lot of people don't think about that and it does it with rifles yeah i mean especially when you're getting out to anywhere and and our shots may be from 200 to 700 yards at animals out there so i mean when you're getting to that distance you're really seeing some difference 100 yards not as much i mean you can still get away with it but we have to adjust when we get out there so we get in right there behind the that yampa valley airport there is a rifle range okay yeah uh, yeah, yeah. right there outside of hayden yep i know what you're talking about We'll go there and, and make sure we're good to go. And yeah. It's always interesting to see how different it is. It's crazy. Because so. Uh, so I do think me going out there a week early, like I said, I understand that most people don't have that ability. But, I mean, I treat it just like a regular work week. I'm just in a hotel room. And I travel <laughs> enough for work with Hilton. What I do, because 
it'd be embarrassing to even say how many Hilton points I have. So I just use some my points from work just to get the room for the week. I stay out there, but I treat it like work. Like I get up 5.30 all week, get my laptop out, phone calls, work, work, work. About 5 o'clock in the afternoon, I go hit the gym and go to the shooting range. Go to bed. Get So I treat my whole first, but it, it, it really helps me because then all I got to do is get in the car and drive over there and my bow's where it needs to be. I've kind of gotten used to being a mile high. Yeah. So I think a lot of that stuff makes a big difference. You are. You, what I'm listening to you say here, you're living. I mean, this is living. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, <laughs> my wife would have me strung up if I went to somewhere a week before the hunt and told her I had to get acclimated. I don't know what you're saying to get away with this, but it is I'm, not happening at my house. I'm, I'm sweet-talking everybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm, hold, I'm, I'm holding my nose properly. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, Derek was started talking about a little bit earlier Give us uh, talk to us a little bit about the Neestead and like your, your mission and and what you're doing and things that because I know you did like the the is it a sporting clay or a trap shoot sporting clay because you're gonna laugh like here I'm like wearing the Browning Buckmark and at shot show this year I got lectured on the difference between sporting clays and trap and I was like I just shoot stuff man no it's like, sporting clays it's okay so you just did that event and but there's different events in different areas and I think most of it's in the Missouri area now but just kind of. Talk a little bit about Neistat and some of the stuff that's going on with you guys. Well, I can kind of tell you, just give you an idea of where the idea came from. Yep. Started by Jim Neistat. Okay. He is retired, medically retired U.S. Army. Yep. Um, once he got out, what he decided he wanted to do was sort of give back. He yep. knew the trials and tribulations that came with transitioning out of the military, so yep. he wanted to give back and, and try to lessen that anxiety for guys. So his idea and his vision is to – take guys on once-in-a-lifetime hunts that maybe they wouldn't be able to do just on their own right but be able to provide that for them and then also stay connected long term within their lives right. so that way we're more of a network than just a foundation that takes you out for a really great weekend right right um and i don't want to downplay anything else that anybody else does to help vets but that's just our take on it Does i like we, it though that's a unique approach i mean i don't know that i've heard that before so i mean I, i'm it's a I, unique approach i mean i've heard of it from you guys but i mean having the Maintaining those ties and helping and, build a network is an interesting approach. Well, I mean, it's, it's. I would like to think that maybe I could take a guy out on an amazing elk hunt for four days and changes his life forever. But I want to be a realist about it. I think that'll change your life for a little bit, but then you might fall back into some old habits when you get home. Right. So we want to be there when those old habits creep back in yep. and, and try to assist. So when we started this thing out, the idea was we were going to be using just Gravic Ranch in Texas and, yeah. and hosting hunts there because, as you've been there, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful place. Oh, it's an unbelievable yeah. facility. Uh, but then as people heard about what we were doing, they wanted to host us at their events yeah. or at their facility. So we ended up going to Wyoming through Salt River Range Outfitters to do a mule deer hunt. Yep. Then Hooker Mountain Outfitters out in Hayden popped yep. up. Now um, a Wyoming resident contacted us this year. He was going to host the elk hunt out of his cabin. Yep. Um, and then we have another bow hunt through another outfitter, Mangus Outfitters, that wants to host us as well. So okay. we didn't sort of envision all these outfitters coming in and wanting to be a part of it, but absolutely ecstatic to have it because yeah. it adds such different hunts. Yeah. I mean, throughout the year, you can hunt hogs in South Texas at yep. Gravick. You can go to Wyoming and hunt mule deer. You can go to Wyoming and hunt elk. Same with Colorado. And, I mean, to be able to provide that is yeah. is pretty neat. And we, we yep. feel so fortunate to have those great people to work with. Right. So. That's kind of neat. So are y'all doing, uh, and it may be, it may not be something that you guys have on the docket for the future, but 
So you do the Sporting Clays event. Do you do other types of fundraisers? Are y'all starting to evolve into maybe a, a few more banquets or anything like that? Or Well, we do. The idea with the Sporting Clays fundraiser was, right. number one, to get it going in Missouri yeah. and then take it somewhere okay. else. So develop a model. So we're at that. We're at that take it somewhere else stage right now, and we've begun talking with uh, Chris Ham of HHA yep. about hosting one in, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yep. So we want to begin to spread that because we know that's something that we can do really well. Yeah. Um, so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Continue it. Just take it to a new yeah. location. Um, and then beyond that, we have private and corporate donors just throughout yeah. the year. And then we started to work with some other local organizations that have heard about what we're doing. Uh, local AMVETs will host golf tournaments, yeah, things like that, and then we'll be the benefactor well, was, of those funds. Yep. I was, I was and then the Chris Ham with HHA just started HHA USA. Yeah, um, I didn't see that. As being a his nonprofit arm of that business. So what they do is raise funds for people like us. So he's selected us as an organization oh, that cool. we. Uh, that will benefit from some of those funds that they're raising. Yeah, we actually, uh, I, we actually donated some product to that. That he, I think he was doing a silent auction event. Yeah. So we tried to get involved with that too. So that's good to hear that he's helping support you guys too. Yeah. So they do exactly, pretty much what we do. Yep. With sporting clays, just with three D gotcha. archery shoots. So it's it's nice to have that and appeal to as many people as we can appeal to and get the name out there to both the archery community. Yeah. And sporting clays. Yes. Community, no, that so. is a big difference because. Just being with the Browning thing, like when we start, you know, working on how we're strategically going to approach different markets, like it really is fascinating on just something as simple as like what audience we target with trail cameras versus who, where we're spending dollars targeting sporting clays people. I mean, so you're, you're talking about two different audiences. So if you're able to impact and reach two different audiences like that, you are, there's not a lot of crossover there. Well, that, that's and good. so so that's good because it's a bigger audience yeah, for you, absolutely. obviously, and more exposure. Absolutely. And in what we do, we have that luxury. Yeah. We have that luxury to be able to go to Sporting Clays community. I mean, we help veterans. Yeah. That's a popular idea with with a lot of the outdoors communities. No matter if you're shooting a bow, shooting a shotgun, shooting a rifle, yeah. people tend to gravitate towards that. So yeah. that's easy for us to diversify as far as yeah, yeah, where we're yeah. going. Pretty good, huh? Now, uh, you mentioned the graphic earlier. I did have a chance to go down there. I do like that place. We, and we were there, like, y'all were transitioning to a, a new property when we were down there. <laughs> I laugh. I'm like, I was embarrassed to tell people. When I went down there with Shondi, like, she pinged the plate, like, at 600 on her first shot. And I was like, ah, we can leave now. <laughs> like, I don't I don't really have to shoot, guys. We're good. I'm, 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 I'm feeling fine. We're out of oh, here. But you hit, though, didn't you? I did, yeah. There took you me. Go. Uh, I think it took me three to kind of get dialed in. I was still getting used to – Man, I grew up in West Tennessee. Like, my furthest shot deer hunting might have been 80 yards when I was growing up. Yeah. So, because yeah, it's just that Mississippi Delta bottom country. And, the, you know, you just didn't have to shoot that far where we hunted. And uh, so I just never had a need to learn how to shoot long range. So when we got out there, I got out there with Mikey. And, like, it was three shots, and I was hitting it, though. So I was like, it didn't take long. No, we have, we have similar backgrounds in that. When I met Jim, uh-huh. it's going to surprise you. So when I met Jim, it's going to surprise you because you know – the type of facility that Jim has for yeah. long-range shooting. I was using the 30-30 open sight lever action to shoot deer. <laughs> um, it was the gun I grew up. I just loved using yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Loved it. And uh, Jim says, so what are you shooting? I said, 30-30 lever action. He, he looks at like, you like you're crazy. Oh, my gosh. Now I just got set up with a 28 nozzler. So that's how things have progressed in, in five but years. You want to see – they call me Grandpa because – I still shoot a thirty out six, and there I'm proud. Go. And I'm proud of it. Ah, it's killed a lot of deer. <laughs> you know it. Mm-hmm. 
because like even when we went down there then I shot came rolling in with my 30 out six and Shondi's shooting her 6.5 Creedmoor so we actually had a back and forth we actually the name stuck from the show because we were recording like a short film for Browning and so we started going after each other and making fun of each other and she was calling me grandpa because I was she was like she was like what did you shoot I said 30 out six she's like okay grandpa I said what did you shoot she's like 6.5 Creedmoor I went snowflake <laughs> <laughs> So when you shot at 600, were you using the 30 out six? No, we had. Uh, was it, it, it was it was a gun that Mikey had on the property that we were using. It was a Browning, but I don't remember which Browning it was. I, I feel I feel like I should know that, but since it wasn't traveling with me and Shondi, I can't. I don't recall. I want, I want to say. I think he's got two there. He's got a 28 Nosler and a 7 Mag. I, I want to say it was the 28 Nosler. Honestly, yeah. I think that's what it was. That thing's slick. Yeah. I mean that's. Because, I mean, it felt good shooting that thing, too. Oh, saying. yeah. And and that's supposed to be, right now, the premier gun with a yeah. thousand and beyond. It, so. was, it was neat, though. It was a good experience because Shondi had never been to South Texas. Oh. So, like, she was like, her eyes were wide open. She's like, what? She did, like, I didn't even know this place existed in America. Did y'all see any snakes? Oh, uh, no, because that was, like, when all those rains were coming through oh, there. I mean, and yeah. you know, God knows there was water everywhere. We couldn't hardly get around. I do remember that. I remember that time of year. Because it had rained like three weeks in a row. I mean, it was it was bad. But the, the property was beautiful. And uh, I want to say they had just gotten the sporting clay set up. Yeah. Uh, and, and I guess they had just started testing it because some of them were still firing sporting clays or were capable of firing them when we got there. And then he was showing us other things. He was telling us about uh, the vision for the property and adding some cabins. Is that still? Absolutely, yeah. So once they add a trophy room. Yeah, that's that, um, okay. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to run out there and start saying things no, that weren't first, true. That's first up. So the old Gravik, that was like the gathering area. Yeah, was the trophy room. And yeah, that was the premier area. Uh, so we want to recreate that. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the cabin situation. Because so. I like the way that he talked about. You know, you're going to do that. So the cab, the the trophy room, would be like the the mess hall, I guess, for lack of yeah. a better term, where everybody can gather, they'll have the TVs, and everybody yeah. can come in there and eat. And then everybody will kind of have their own bunk cottage-type yes. deal, kind of like in a semicircle around the same little piece of property right there, I guess. And so that was the one, when we looked at the old Gravik and we look at the new, Yeah. the look was, what, what did we not like about the old one? Yeah. The old one was when you hosted people there, there was no real way to, to, have, gather. to have your own time. We yeah, had okay. plenty of I gathering got you. Okay, area. I got you, I got you. But if you just needed to take a breath, yes. you're, like, you're on a five-day hunt. You need a little, yes, it a little happens. time. It happens, so yes. That's the that's where that idea was sort of born was then, is, okay. is you have your own little place where you can go and, and just chill. No, because so, well, he was showing us and everything, and that's a beautiful property right there. It is. It and is. having that lake in that area inside the property or water tank or yeah. whatever they called it down there. Yeah. <laughs> I think they called it a water tank. Yeah. But that's a lot of water on that property to kind of help sustain the wildlife on the property too. So absolutely, and there's and that's given us the opportunity to have access to South Texas wildlife we never had before. Yes, which that's was what I would think. you know the waterfowl. That I mean the lake's big enough for waterfowl to come in, and you can get a good waterfowl. There were there were actually a few. Uh, I don't know if they're resident ducks or anything because it was still. I guess it was still October, so I guess some maybe have, had migrated down by that point. But uh, regardless, there was waterfowl on that lake when we were, when we were there. Mm-hmm. So. And that's a great property there. Yeah, it is. That's uh, he's fortunate enough to find it when he did, and yes. made the move. Now that was a uh, he moved that ranch from the old one to the new one in ninety days. Yeah, I knew it wasn't long. So, I knew I it mean, was like snap of the fingers gone. I've never been so glad running. to live in Missouri in my life. Yeah, right. I wasn't there. So, 
And I could tell he had just kind of gotten everything there because, you know, he's got all those beautiful mounts and everything. And they were, they were he's got the barn in the back, so nothing was hung yet. Like all the mounts yeah. and everything were still out there. So I could tell he'd just kind of gotten in and got barely settled in his house there on the property. And yeah. That's a nice little camp house, though, that we stayed in. That was See, right that, and that's what I thought, too. I thought, man, you've already got it. You've already too. got what that's you want. What so, I mean, but the bunk houses will be nice. It'll yeah. give you a little bit more space and allow you to host more people, which I Well, that was the thing, handle. too, is because that property can hold a few more people. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, could, you could get up a few more shooting property, I mean, a few more shooting houses, things like that. You could easily probably hunt. And even beyond that, I mean, with hunters, you're going to run out of some space. Yeah. Um, on any any piece of property i mean yeah. if you want to pack it you can pack it yeah but he has big groups come in that will do pistol training long range training so you can have a lot of people honestly at that time. honestly that's what we have talked about doing like with it would be something we would partner with the the firearms side of the company on but doing some uh, outdoor media events down there getting down there just well, doing just doing the long range training type stuff i talked to jim earlier this week and he said we were talking about Shondi. Yeah. We're getting a, a couple more Browning firearms yeah. to use on foundation hunts. Yeah. And he said, make sure she knows she can come back whenever she wants to because, you know. Yeah, she Jim, and I have talked about it. I and, mean, we're, that's our, we're planning on it. We've been looking at our calendars actually trying to figure out when it would be because we want to come down there and look at it and try to evaluate like the best ways that we can use it for to bring in groups like you're talking about. And Well, please know that offer is genuine. I mean, okay. come down yeah. and, and enjoy. And he wants to host you. He wants to be there this time. Yeah. Uh, that's the one well, bad thing. that was such a last-second thing he had to get out there on last time, though. So. Welcome to Jim. Yeah, right. I mean, when you when you do what he does in security, yeah. I always tell people, you just never know when somebody's going to do something stupid. Yes. And that needs his attention. So, yes. Um, that's the case happening right there. But we were fortunate to have Mikey on the place to yeah. be able to, to take over. And Mikey, he's getting ready to uh, – I just talked to him last night. He's getting ready to – to go into the army oh so is he's he? graduated he kind of stepped away from gravic to focus on finishing up graduation and now he's going to spend the summer with his family yeah. and friends before he takes off on i hate that he's leaving but i'm glad he's going to be on our side there oh absolutely i think he's he's uh he's been around that mikey started hanging out at gravic when he was like 11 years old i think his dad came out for a shooting course yeah and he's just been ever present since then so he's been around that yeah uh, a lot of military guys coming in and out of there through Jim's friends, right. through guys training. So I think it's going to be a pretty good transition for Mikey into the army. Yeah, I do too. So. It, was, it was funny because Shawnee and I just got through shooting. We'd boxed up our guns, and we were putting them, like, in the, the Ranger there or whatever UTV we were driving. And Mikey goes, do you all mind if I take a shot? And we were like, no, man, go ahead. So he had his pistol strapped on his hip, and he kind of got it, and he pulls it out, and he draws down, and he's pointing. And I'm like, I'm looking at Shawnee. I'm like, what's he pointing at? He's shooting a 200-yard plate with his pistol. And Did he like, hit? Yes. Oh. Ping. What the? <laughs> I'm getting the truck. We're out of here, man. Things you didn't know a pistol could do until you get to graphic. I was like, I had no idea. Yeah, but it a, makes sense now that you said he was hanging around since he was 11. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people think when they think about pistols is you've got to have the souped-up pistol with all the accessories and the scope. He probably just pulled out. He did. It was just like whatever he was strapped with that afternoon. Was, yeah. And it was like a 1911 looking something. It wasn't anything yeah. like out of the ordinary. Yeah. And that's that's a, an amazing thing. That you, people, A lot of people that come out there for shooting class, that'll be the last thing they do for the day. Yeah. Just walk them back. I could like, tell he was. I could tell he had done it. You know, it's obvious yeah. that he, it was like one of those things he'd done in class or something before. Like, all right, yeah. I'm going to show you how to do this. <laughs> and Shawnee and I were like, what? Yeah. It's like, impressive. I didn't even know a pistol could do that. Yeah. 
What is the prof professor? What have you done over here? Did you win something else? Did you win up the Neistat stuff too? Oh, you are. Oh, we're gonna need that back. Yeah, we're gonna need that back. You are such a liar. You don't. Yeah. Well, you won everything. You were lying earlier. I've only shot twice. Liar. Shot twice today. Okay, now that makes sense. You're just a liar all the time. Yeah. I understand. As a guy that grew up with the professor. Are you just, from Perryville? I'm from Perryville. It just surprises what? me that you travel such a great distance to hunt with this guy. <laughs> I tell people this, and this is a, 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 it's a true story. I'm irrational when it comes to turkey hunting. Like, I'm not pleasant to turkey hunt with, and that's just a fact. I'm not, because I take it too serious. I'm, I'm irrationally intense. Like, I don't have fun turkey hunting, I mean, which sounds pathetic. My, my joy comes in, like, I guess thinking about the next hunt, because when I kill one, I'm just ready to go kill the next one. So the first time I'm hunting with Joe, we're trying to get, there's a bird goblin over the hill, and we're making our way toward that hill, and he can't find a striker, and he just has a nuclear meltdown. Just live it. I turn around and look at Derek. I went, oh, I can turkey hunt with this guy. I'm like, this is my people here. Did he throw anything yet? Because this is my boy here. Well, I hunted with him last year, not yeah. just past turkey season, but the one before. And uh, I'd heard all these stories about Joe being irrational mm -hmm. with the turkey hunting. And we called, I talked to him the night before, kind of planned it all out. And he said, so what time are you going to be down? I said, well, I'll be down. <laughs> I said, I'll be down. I, I, I think I said, I'll leave here at 3 in the morning. And he said, 3 in the morning? He gave you thumbs down. He goes, you're not coming tonight? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not coming tonight. I'm going to come in the morning. He goes, don't oversleep. And I showed up, I was 15 minutes early at the meet time, and he's already piddling around in his truck, and I knew I was you were I in knew trouble. I was in trouble because yes. I wasn't there when he walked out of his garage. And uh, that led into him not talking to me till we got to the farm. The first time he talked to me, I wasn't walking fast enough for him. So then my uh, cell yep. phone, I yes. checked my phone was on silent. That was, The light was too bright on the yes. screen. I mean, yes. he was yes. Yes. anything and everything. He was just he was looking for anything. Yes, that's him. So. Derek and I have lots of stories about the professor. Even this year, well, one of the funniest things from this year was the, op the opening morning we're going, and we're supposed to meet him like at 4.30 on the dot or something. We're like literally less than a mile away. Like he can see our headlights, and he calls Derek mad. <laughs> I believe it. I 100% believe it. Like just mad, just furious, like fixing to pull off and leave us. It's like, dude, it is still 4.30. Nope, not having it. So you, when you come in to hunt, though, you have a pretty good setup in that his cousins cook for you. Yes, the yes. The Hain cousins. The, per the Perryville Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Perryville so Mafia. So that's a great time to hunt and then hang out with those guys. Yes, it is. So that's and Danny, Danny, and then there's a – Josh is out Josh there. Josh is out there. And I'm fortunate because the last – yeah, the last two years, my kill has actually been on that property. So, like, we got to go in, kill the bird, come out, visit with them, didn't have to drive anywhere, and just went straight into them cooking because, man, they're frying catfish, French fries. I mean, they're loading it up. So heart that's healthy. not terrible. Yeah. Those guys are heart healthy. Yeah, right oh, yeah, there. that whole camp is not, <laughs> That's the sign when you pull in. It says heart healthy right here. Danny's a big fan of the barbecue sauce. The grab a big five. And I'm like, that's the healthiest thing you eat, Danny. <laughs> it is. The, that's by the only, far, that's the healthiest thing you look, eat, the, barbecue sauce. The tomato paste that they use to make that is the only vegetable he eats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's it. 
Yeah, but Derek and I have got lots of stories with Joe. Like, I'm still not sure which one makes me laugh the hardest. It might have been the one where they're, we're walking in and they're arguing. Like, as we're walking across the field, like, argue, like when I say argue, not like negotiating. Right, ready to fist fight. <laughs> About whether or not we should make a move to get on the tree line to get under where that bird is roosted. This one is convinced that we cannot get to that tree line. And Derek just starts walking across the field to the tree line. This one starts kicking water like an angry 12-year-old, throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> and he's trying to kick the water so hard, it's like going up like 10 feet in the air. And this bird is roosted on the top of the hill, but he doesn't care because he's making a point about how stupid it is to walk across this field. <laughs> I believe every word of it, though. I mean, I know the guy. I believe every single, single word of it. <laughs> and I, did he even talk to us after we got set up? He just sat there in a huff. He talked to us and said how stupid I was. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> but what happened, Tom? <laughs> we killed a bird. <laughs> there you go. The, and, uh, well, and another funny one from this year, like when we sat down, I don't know if Joe had ever filmed with James. No, he hasn't. Okay, so Joe and I go in with James, who's doing some videography work with Derek now, and super nice guy, and he's kind of he's real professional. He's got all his stuff going on. But he's more of a waterfowler, so you know the, the social camaraderie of waterfowl. You know, you're chatting in the blind before daybreak and everything. So we're getting set up, and he's making small talk, and the birds roosted across the field. <laughs> and I start giggling because I'm like, oh, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> here it comes. I wish you'd stop talking because it's about to get ugly around here. <laughs> and then Joe uh, – Spoke to him in a non-FCC friendly manner. <laughs> I believe that too. <laughs> and it went quiet for a while. <laughs> but it was so funny because when he started talking, I was like, oh boy. Oh boy. Uh -huh. I really wish he wouldn't say anything. Because, <laughs> you know, the professor, he wants you in there when it's pitch black. Oh, yeah. And he wants you to freeze and stop moving like hour and a half before daybreak. <laughs> but I will say this: the compliment that I will give Joe is he's good. Oh yeah! Oh, oh man, he's good. I can hunt with him. I tell everybody like for all the jokes I make about him pitching temper, tem I'd rather hunt with him. Yeah, like I'm wired that way. Like that's who I want to hunt with is somebody like that. We we had our first ever turkey hunt. And he said Foundation Turkey Hunt this spring. Yeah, and he was the cameraman. Jeremiah Kofeld, another cameraman. Yeah, both ate up with turkeys. Yeah. And Joe and I had been to the property one time, hadn't even been to the part that Joe was going to hunt. He looked at a map yeah. the night before, said, that's where we're going to sit. Yeah. And next morning, 15 minutes, it was done. And it was like, <laughs> what the heck is going on here? So, right. But he's good. I mean, he knows what the heck he's doing. I'm trying to figure out what the, the chief hunter over here is doing. I guess they're setting the food out on the table here. If he turn around, I'll get him over here and see see when we can start eating, too. Absolutely. So did you see that smoker up there? Did you get a, I did, did yeah, you get a we glimpse got, of it when you opened yeah, it up Yeah, we got to visit with them for a little while, actually, Smoking talking about guys. it. Yeah, because I, 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 I'm not as serious as I used to be, but I still cook competitively a couple oh, times yeah, a year. Oh, yeah, Derek did tell me that. Yeah. So he and I got into a, a really geeky conversation about barbecue there for a little while. I'll tell Derek, I said, you might want to pull out like that 10 minutes and make it a separate podcast. <laughs> like, well, bar those, those barbecue addicts only. <laughs> those grills are awesome. Yeah. I mean, and they're like foolproof, which is what I need. And that's what he and I were talking about is like, you know, from from a 
product development standpoint, what they've done is like the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to try to sell that. Like if I'm gonna have one at home, I'm gonna have something like that. But I'm also like a weirdo and like really custom built smokers, like with the, all the. So well, it's ridiculous. It's not even funny. <laughs> but it's funny. Jim saw one. Yeah. Now he has four. That sounds about right. Saw one was I want that set up like they've got up there with yeah. the three with the they didn't put the leg extensions in there so you can like just walk around. It. Yeah. yeah, they've got great setups. They make a lot of cool stuff in their shop there. That's cool. Look, the chief hunter's back. I'm back. I'm back. About ready to break this thing up and end it because that was what I was thinking. That's we've why got. I, I was I was looking over there. I was like, I wish you'd come back because I'm tired of talking. Yeah, we've got smoking brothers, cooked pork steaks that are going to be slathered in. Gravic Big Five sauce. Now, I do want to make sure. I think we covered all the sponsors. I might have missed the last couple of targets, but it might have been. I think one of them was a Browning Trail Cameras. I think another one was an Alps, maybe. We had another Alps product, and uh, what do we have? Another Hunter Specialties product. Okay. Got rid of the the Gravic sauce rub and the Neistek cutting board. Joe won Thank that, you, too. Thank you, Joe. It's, yeah, Joe Payne won that if I from Joe Rhodes. Was happen, I wouldn't have we fi- yeah, oh. we finally actually well, we, we've uncovered what happened here. Yes, Joe Haynes just a liar all the time. Yes, turkeys, exactly. everything. Well, it's going to look like it's rigged because Joe Hain won your sauce, rub, cutting board, and hat, and then you were running the the uh, we've got your six promotion mm-hmm. and who won the first drawing you did yes i did you did <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's thinking this has got to be rigged here 100 <laughs> percent not rigged i was rooting against you i know I you was were i was rooting you. against myself actually oh, that's like me when i go to like nwtf banquets or something i'm like please don't draw my name for the browning gun please don't draw my name for the browning gun please don't draw my name for the browning gun and the winner of the Browning Gun, Tom Rainey. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it always happens, right? Yeah. Couldn't you just, like, keep my $5? <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, people. And I almost, I, if I would have thought about it, I just donated to the cause. I would have just said, just don't even put my name in it because... Yeah, I get it. But, I mean, you still, I mean, that's that's one of the benefits of donating is that you right. got those tickets. So, right. might as well. And we know that we, we give you guys those things. We'll get some cool photos and things like that that we want. You know, yeah. cool meat cuts on the on the cutting board. Yep. Those those things are always helpful for us on social media. So. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. So, yep. we put right. enough out there ourselves. It's cool to get other people doing it and showing Right. So I guess you want to try to wrap this up? Let's wrap it up, Tom. I'll let you do the closing. You're gonna, we're going to let me do the closing? Yes. Well, first thing I want to do is make sure that uh, I want to thank all of the sponsors that helped us with our uh, bow shoot today. It was obviously Browning Trail Cameras. Yes. Had Alps Outdoors, had Hunter Specialties, had HHA Archery Accessories. HHA Sports. We also yep. had Big Browning. Yep, Big Browning. Uh, firearms and um, the leaf blower. I apologize for not string blower products. Yep, yep, yep. We also had Browning ammunition. Yep. Um, gosh, now I'm sweating. We had iScope. Now you're sweating. Yeah. We had <laughs> I put you on the spot. Shooting systems. Yeah, we shot for so much. I just don't want to forget anybody. Right. Um, I think that actually, that I think covers it all. Yeah, I think now that you got to Indian Creek, I think yes. I think that covers them all. Okay. Uh, we might have had a few slow points in there, but I think like right. if anybody goes back and listens to the podcast, we had really good conversation with Joe just then. We talked about a bunch of different things. I actually had a real good conversation. Jeremy Mills and I were yep. able to visit for a little while. 
Carl Drake popped in and out a little bit in the beginning, and then he popped out and left. A little, little desert, deserter. Hung me out to dry there for a while. But, uh, we did have a few slow moments there. You know, I was able to visit with the Indian Creek guys, and then uh, your children kept bringing me food. Yes. So I stopped talking there for a minute. <laughs> well, we're going to do some on-site things later this summer as well, right? Yes. Deer Fest. Yeah, Deer Fest will be fun. That will be coming up second week of August. Uh, you'll have some good guests. For yeah, that. we'll have some good guests. I know Hal Schaefer will be there, and then you'll be there, and then we'll have some surprises that we'll have to probably wait until then to unveil. Yes. But it'll be people will be worth your time listening to. Yes, it will be. With it. People you've known. For years. For years. Yes. So that will be a good time. And I think that kind of wraps it up. I mean, there, there's some really good high points in what we were doing today. There was some, some good, funny conversation. And, of course, it's always fun when I make fun of Carl. So that's hysterical. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up, Tom. Tom, yep. I really appreciate your support of what we're doing. Yep. I appreciate you know. what you guys do for us, too. I think it's a good relationship. and. Quite frankly, I always enjoy coming up here and getting fed. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's always a good time. All right. We're going to go eat. We appreciate you all listening. And, uh, yep. Tom, you and I will talk later in August. Yep. But uh, we'll probably We might do something you. before then, but yeah. we'll come up with something. And I guess we'll just call this a wrap and go get something to eat. How about that? That sounds good. Let's do it. Well, I appreciate everybody listening to the Break Podcast. Uh, this was our Break Appreciation Party. And... Oh, here we go. The, the break girl is going to walk up and visit with us here as we get ready to wrap. Look at her. Look at her. Like she, <laughs> she's claiming she doesn't want to talk now. Are you going to talk to us? Oh, she's just listening to us now. Okay. All right. So well, you she's get to just, hear the rap then. Yeah, you get to hear the rap. Okay, close it out, Tom. I'm going to be a rapper, right? Yes. Let's close it out. All right, we'll close it out. I appreciate everybody listening. This is Tom Rainey from Browning Trail Camera sitting here with the Chief Hunter from The Break TV. Thanks for keeping me between the ditches. We're going to wrap this up for the Break Appreciation and Sponsor Party here in Benton, Missouri. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on down the road. This is Derek Dernberger, and you're listening to The Break Podcast.